Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kate Fings. We're back, man. Yes, sir. Episode 215. 215. With some good energy this week. Yeah, man. It better, it's 215. We're not tripping. Yeah, it is 215. 215. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get right into it. Overdraft fees. Bank of America, um, recently, they, uh, they, they talked about it in January, that they were going to cut um, overdraft fees from $35 down to $10. Here's why people should know about this. The reason why people should know about this is because they made over $15 billion in overdraft fees. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fucking money on overdraft fees. Mm-hmm. And there was these groups that basically came after banks and Bank of America and said, dude, you're mainly making money off of people with low incomes. Because if you don't got the money, they charge you a fee for not having money. Yeah. So you mean, and it's crazy, like, trust me, now... Luckily, I'm blessed enough to not have a problem with overdrafts and shit now. But back in the day, I had a gang of overdraft fees. I was the overdraft king. <laughs> Before draft king, there was overdraft king. And I said, <laughs> right. I went into the NFL overdraft. <laughs> I was With the first pick of the 2022 NFL overdraft. <laughs> and the, the Raiders select Eddie McGee. From Bakersfield, California. <laughs> Overdraft fees. <laughs> yeah, man. Back in the day, I had, oh, I, I, me and Overdraft fees was like, we was like cousins. Cause yeah. I always had those problems, man. And yeah. now, it, like, I, this is near and dear to us because a lot of people will never admit it because of social media and people being embarrassed. But most of the people listening to this podcast, you have overdrafted your account. A hundred percent. And at the end of the day, you're a human being. It happens. Yeah. Everybody doesn't always have money. Okay. People, that's the thing about it is like people, what I'm starting to realize and like, this is kind of like going back to that materialistic conversation we had. Right. Um, People like, they just lack the authenticity to say that they don't got it. Exactly. And, and it's not, and it's, it's one thing to say, like, I used to be X, Y, and Z, right. but it's even another level where you can admit that you're currently in it. Like, I've, I had an overdraft fee only a few months ago, and it wasn't like I didn't have – it was more so a thing to where, like, you know, I just had money in different bank accounts and, you know, I had cash that didn't get deposited in time mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. But, like, this is real. Like, niggas is not out here balling oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Definitely. Case. Yeah. Yeah. And there are people who are not broke. And they could still get overdraft fees because mm-hmm. if all your bills hit at one time, and you and you, let's say it's an emergency in a family, right? And you giving this person six hundred fifty dollars, this person five hundred thirty dollars, then you paying your bills, then you paying your car note, then you paying that. Mm-hmm. You done spent like forty eight hundred dollars in a span of one week. Yeah, man. <laughs> and and like, you, if you're not paying attention, it's, uh, shout out to the companies that send you an email. Yeah. And there's some companies that'd be like, hey, such and such is coming out of your account in a couple of days just to let you know. Like I have a yeah. I forget what account it is. And I think it's a um this music, it's like the auto tune um thing. It's called Antares, and they have the uh a monthly subscription that you could pay for. But like three oh, wow. or four days before it comes out of your account, they'll let you know, like, hey, just to prepare you, you know, this is coming out. It's an auto tune app or no, it's like some music software. Oh, mm-hmm. so it'd be like t- like T Pain. I could probably uh, hold on. Let's see if it'll work. As soon as you click on it, I'm at the bartender. Hold on. <laughs> I'm 
gonna show you right now. Hold on, cuz. What's that? Hold on. Mm. We're waiting on it, Keith. We're waiting on it. The listeners. Uh, I can't do it in real time. Ah, uh, <clears throat> see, that's Wait, a letdown. Let me see. Yeah, probably. We're already recording. I don't know if it'll let me do it. Ah. Uh, I was going to throw some tune on your voice, but. Oh. Uh, yeah. It'll be like Jason Derulo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but man. But you know what? It was funny. I was listening to. Um, I forget what song I was listening to. But I was like, man, I genuinely hate pop music. Right. Like, it's just so soulless. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The, yeah. Pop music, the last, like, great pop, like, era was when the when the boy bands was around. Yeah. Because they, but it was pop, but it was also, they sprinkled in a little bit of R&B in there yeah. sometimes. Like, uh, NSYNC had, like, you know, some R&B, you know, yeah. flavor in there a little bit, too. Um but some the stuff that you like the super generic yeah. poppy stuff is just like is people can talk as much shit as they want about those boy bands, but we know those words word for word for sure. I never want to hear you say I want it that way. Tell me why ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell, Tell me, me why. why ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why I never want to hear you say I want it that way. And you all know that fucking song. All of you know it. That's a bop. But <laughs> I'm going to be real. In real time, like my aunts, with, my aunts, you know, they were young girls growing up when you know justin timberlake and all them were out doing their thing but um in real time i was like come on dog like you listening to this right but in retrospect i'm like yo they had some heat i ain't gonna front yeah 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 what's the other one uh don't wanna be a fool for you <laughs> some, 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 just a gang or two might sound crazy, but, but it ain't no lie, baby. Bye, 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 bye. bye, bye. <laughs> who, who used that ad lib? They said that's gonna be hot right there. The little bye, 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 bye. Yeah. I was Justin Timberlake. I know, it I know some, a JT ad lib when I hear one. The, like the shit, like the type of like music back then was different. Like even like I think Creed. Mm-hmm. Creed was like, with arms wide open, <laughs> I see the sunlight. <laughs> like when they did interviews, they didn't fucking talk like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they talk about it like, and this is some like technical music stuff, mm-hmm. but they say like, um, sometimes if you want to like uh, put a different style or pizzazz on a song, you almost like make a caricature of yourself. Mm. So you may not talk like that, but you may like, you know, kind of swing your voice in a way. Oh, yeah. We've heard it a million times. Yeah. Remember that song, Bad to the... Yeah. Bad to the bone. Yeah. Bad to the bone. But sometimes that becomes people's like kind of style. Yeah. But if somebody was talking like that in real time, like... I'd be like, is this nigga retarded? I got a doo-doo. Where's your bathroom at? You got a bathroom around here? You got a bathroom. Shit in my ass. You got a fat ass. Oh, he's hitting on somebody now? 
<laughs> he went to a sexual harassment liaison. Is like he harassed me. He said I had a nice. Uh, 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 <laughs> Bro, you hear what they putting on uh, Tim Westwood? No, what's going on? They said he's like he had like three sexual harassment allegations. Which one is Tim Westwood? The guy that did those interviews? The one that was in like England. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think he used to do the freestyles. Drake and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like Drake got another. He got another song for us. <laughs> Go ahead, Drake. Show us what we're doing. That was like two thousand and whew, fuck. That was like two thousand eight. Yeah. That used to be a thing. Like everybody went up there to freestyle. But, Drake, but, Drake did a freestyle with a BlackBerry back. Like all my friends used to know when I was coming around. And like yeah. nigga, that's not a freestyle, Drake. You're on your phone. Yeah, that nigga uh, <laughs> Funk Flex exposed him for sure because oh, he turned he it. He made it. Made it uh, very apparent that he was freestyling from the phone. Oh yeah, because you know normally I think I think he even had it set up in a way where he was like trying to hide it a little bit, and yeah. then he was kind of messing up, so he was just scrolling through his notes and like, yeah, uh, I got something for this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen, <laughs> was, I'm just standing in the puddle. <laughs> Drake don't do the hand anymore. No he used to do the hand. Can we talk about how great Drake was when he dropped when he first fucking came out with that best I ever had? Oh, for sure. Yeah, he was Back, out of here. Best I ever had Drake? That Drake was crazy. Yeah, he was out of here. Drake sure. was crazy. And you know what's funny? Is Drake got so big. Like, like when Drake first dropped and he had that song, we talking about, dude, that's 2009, mm-hmm. late 2009. And you look at that, and he just had a bunch of supporters. People love Drake. And then now you got a lot of people hating, but it's because he's so massive now. He's just way too big. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot going on. I, I just think about it in a way where, like, imagine you get to solely focus on music. Yeah. You you quit acting, and you full-fledged on uh, making music work. Cups um, of the rosé. Yeah, and then you, you kind of <laughs> transform your mogul. You got brand deals. You got all these different things going on. You got kids. Um, you just don't like you're not fo- music ain't your focus, you know, as much as it used to be. <laughs> Drake don't do that no more. Drake somebody must harmonize for sure. Yeah, Drake. Somebody told him to stop doing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he'd be like, he'd be like rapping, and then nobody coming around. They feel me. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that, Drake? Yeah. No, but the t- the Tim Westwood thing is is interesting because it's not the crazy R. Kelly type allegations. Mm. It's more the ones where it's like he um, he used his power to influence me to do X, Y, and Z. It's, kind of, it's that kind of narrative. Like coercion? Yeah. Like coercion. I don't think men, here's the thing, I think two things are true. I don't think men with any <laughs> form of power should either, like coerce women into having sex with them, but I think women are grown adults that do not, that can say no. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you could go you go through a whole sexual act and say, he coerced me into having sex with him. And it's like, I, I, I get it that that's a thing, but it's also a thing as a woman where you're like, fuck you, motherfucker. I ain't about yeah. to give you no pussy. I, I just think like at, at a certain point, we're all using our power in a yeah. sense, right? Yeah. Like a girl's using her attractiveness to exactly. land guys. A guy's using whatever it is, whether it's money, a fancy car, or a podcast potentially. Um, I'm just fine, but uh-huh. uh, but you know, it's it at, at a certain point we're all kind of playing the same game, right? Mm. Yeah, a guy in it, you know, a guy that lifts weights a lot. Like we, you just showed me the video where the guy is like walking down the street, flexing his muscles, and girls just feeling on his chest. Well, the purpose like of me sending you that was to show <laughs> how many women were sexually assaulting this guy. Yeah, but he liked it. Yeah, I don't. But it doesn't matter. 
Like it, like you can't walk up to a woman walking down the street and just start grabbing her tits and shit. Yeah, that's why they was grabbing this guy's chest. They was grabbing his waist, rubbing their hands. Random women bind you. Like, yeah. oh my god, I'm sorry. I just, I'm sorry. I just got a touch. I'm sorry. Yeah, bro. I swear to God, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but there was I was in Walmart and this and this woman literally like grabbed me and like put her face in my chest and smelled me. Like, wow, you smell great. That's wild. You didn't have to fucking bury your face into my shirt to smell me. Yeah, that's wild. What if I was married? What if my wife seen that shit? She might be fighting her. Oh yeah, some women women do not take when women love a dude and some other girl is doing something they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. She will fucking kill that girl, dude. Yeah. It was like, "Uh, get away from my man. What the fuck is you doing?" Dang, that's a great situation. I would, I really would want to know how that like would have played out if that happened to me. Mm. Like you know, and you with your with your girl. Like, what does that look like for them? Oh man, because this... you know some 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 girls are very, very conservative, and but that type of thing may get yeah. them out of their character. They'd be like, I know my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, bitch, get away from my man. <laughs> 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 but yeah, let's get back to the original topic: overdraft fees. Okay. We've we've had them. You've had them. We've all had them, okay? Most of us have had them. Unless you're very privileged and you've always had money, overdraft fees are a very regular thing for people who are not rich. Mm-hmm. You know, working class people get them too. But here's the thing. I got so bad with overdraft fees at one time that I literally would, like, finagle it. I would go to Winco, the grocery store, and I would have, like, $13 in my fucking bank account. And... I would go to Winco, get $12 worth of whatever items, food, whatever, and then I would get cash back. You would have to have a positive balance to get cash back. And the banks and Winco apparently wasn't on the same page because I, I would get $100 cash back. Mm-hmm. And then it would only be one bad transaction. So it would be $135. It be $135. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I was so broke. I was getting... Over, I would overdraft my shit intentionally. No, you know the worst thing is when um, somebody is trying to like send you money. Uh, this is like, let's say Zell for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody trying to send you money, but you already got an overdraft. <laughs> so you're like, no, 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 don't send it to that account. That's <laughs> an automatic minus thirty five off the top. <laughs> <laughs> put it on my put it on my what you can't even put it on your PayPal. Cause it's gonna come to your bank too. Yeah. Oh. Like, nigga, just hand it to me. <laughs> Give me cash, cuz. Oh. Oh, that's crazy. That's hilarious. What they, what they doing that's kind of smart now. Yeah. Is every um kind of entity or bank uh, or like app has its own card. Yeah. So you don't have to like transfer it to your Bank of America or Wells Fargo or whatever. Like Man, like, send that shit to my savings, cuz. <laughs> I didn't save you. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Now, you know you're doing bad when you got, like, $100 in your savings account and then a checking account is, like, minus 70. Oh. Because you got, like, two overdraft fees where you like, man, I need to pull this 100 out before they try to yeah. Send this money over there. Oh, yeah, mm. totally. And the, the thing we're talking about is so relatable and people will never admit it because we all live in this social media acceptance world. The same guy you see driving in that Mercedes Benz, his over his account is overdrafted. Yeah, he for used, sure. He overdrafted his account, uh, his account putting gas in his car. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Nobody's going to fucking admit that. It's a girl that's out there partying right now. She's like, woo, thank you, God. We're out here partying. Her account is overdrafted. Yeah. The one that's checking the bank app before they uh, pay their tab at the end of the night. Oh, they be like, we got to hurry up before midnight, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Because Planet Fitness is about to hit my account. We got to hurry up and get this last. last Planet Fitness $10. (laughs) Last call for alcohol. (laughs) Oh, man. They about to overdraft your shit. Nah, that's facts. Yeah, man. Man. Or that, the bank, the, the car declines, those be the most embarrassing moments. Bro. Oh, man. You know what's funny? It, 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 I remember, and this happened to me recently, and I'm thinking like, nah, nigga, y'all tripping. <laughs> I, went, I went to like, I was at Vons, and in my car, whenever you have that chip and it gets old, it starts getting defective, so when you try to use it, it won't work properly. Like, it'll be like, eh, 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 eh. Or to say, like, card not taken, right? Yeah. And you got to keep trying to fix it. But I, uh, the Bank of America sent me a new card. But one dude tried to tell me, like, ah, oh, must be insufficient funds or something. I'm thinking, like, like motherfucker, no, it's not. Yeah. Don't, don't it, don't it, don't that little buzzer thing sound like it's talking to you, though? Like, what do you mean? Broke nigga. <laughs> broke nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He ain't got no money. <laughs> The uh the old the the new Bank of America cards are like flat now. What do you like mean? That they're printed on. What do you mean printed? Have on? you seen it? Oh yeah 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 I got yeah, one. Yeah it's, I yeah. got the, the new one the red one. But the OG I got a blue one. But the OG one still got the engraved. Yeah the number. The, yeah, yeah mine is beat up, bro. No mine's bad. I yeah. had to I had to like get rid of it. I had a Dodger one though. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of mad they sent me this generic ass B of A card. Yeah. I had a Dodger card, but I bro I didn't realize how many years I had that motherfucker. How long? Shit, years. Really? Yeah, long enough to where I only had a year till it expired. Oh, dang. I think they last, was it five years? Four years? Maybe f- four or five. I can't yeah, remember exactly. Because my uh, my business card, I, I think I've had my business for like three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe four years. But mm-hmm. um, mine expires next year. So I know it's like somewhere. That's crazy. <clears throat> Yeah. 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 That'd be can you imagine this? Like, can you imagine if all of us walked around, right? Imagine if every human being in the world walked around and you could see the amount of money they got like over their head. You know how like on the Sims or mm-hmm. like on a video game you could see like people's life bar? But imagine if it had their available balance on the top of their head. Isaiah Rashad, shout out to Isaiah Rashad. Um, he has a music video like that. Really? Mm-hmm. He's walking down the, um, the pier in Santa Monica, I think, and everyone has like it's like twelve dollars, a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Some is in the red. It's pretty. It's a pretty dope idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll be crazy though. Imagine you get in an argument with somebody and be like, "Man, I ain't talking." You man, you ain't even. You got you negative seventy dollars. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you overdrafted, man. Don't yeah. even talk to me, homie. It would be so interesting because it would change the way we look at money. Oh, yeah, it would totally because change the it. the person that had the big chain on or the fancy yeah. car, they may got yeah. $20 in their account. Bro. Oh, yeah. The person that looked broke, you know, he probably got $300, $400. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be crazy is like, imagine if a girl's like, I need a man that's financially secure. Like, I don't want no broke man. And then her account is on the top of her head. Mm-hmm. It's like 30 cents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Girl, you got 30 cents. I think that... I would say, I think there is the the guy that is willing to kind of take care of a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what I know from experience is that that 
that idea or that feeling is fleeting, right? Yeah. Because not that a guy, a guy doesn't mind taking care of the house, but if a person is um, not bringing nothing to the table, it um, it speaks more to their character. Mm. It's a, like a laziness, a quality that I think a lot of guys, a lot of guys do not necessarily. Um, want in a relationship so mm. it's not necessarily the economics of it it's just mm-hmm. like hey i want my wife to be doing something that's a fact you know even my uh my cousin like he's uh he's doing really good for himself and um his wife also she just recently got back into work because the kids mm-hmm. are a little bit older now and stuff like mm-hmm. that and um it just works out and i don't know the reason for it. you know it is some extra uh extra increments or whatever yeah. but i'm sure more so than anything it's just like hey we in this together like yes yeah. we both i'm working hard you know obviously you working hard as well oh, yeah. like let's make this let's make i, I this got show. a like i got i got a better one if you're a guy that's like an <laughs> entrepreneur and you uh have a pretty decent business the way you do it is if you're married instead of your wife just you know, if she hit with the home with the kids, whatever, like I will literally pay my wife a salary to do the paperwork and shit mm-hmm. to do, you know, the, to be pushing all the buttons while yeah. I run the business. Mm-hmm. And then I'll cut her in on the business when she she will have taxable income. Mm-hmm. So let's say we get divorced or some shit happens or whatever. She has years and years of income. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't be a, a, a housewife. That don't got nothing to show for it. I wouldn't mm. do my lady like that, bro. Like if I have a business and I need someone to help me, I could. I, in order for me to help my wife too, is actually have her as an employee. Mm-hmm. You know, she would obviously have to work and do some shit, but it would be beneficial for her. She would always have money, mm-hmm. and when she, if we was to break up, she would have no problem getting another job. Yeah, because it's not five, six, seven, eight years of no work. Of no work. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the thing. Facts. I wouldn't like if you like I, I say it like this, and a lot of people a lot of people don't have that uh privilege or opportunity. That's more for like an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you if you do have a business, there's no reason why your wife should not have no type of like no type of income staying for at twenty home. years. Yeah, yeah. No income. But it's sometimes it's just a character issue. I know some yeah. some some women in those situations, and also some men. But I'm just talking about women right now. But mm-hmm. um, they just don't. They they've gotten very comfortable, you know. Yeah. And the, you know the husband has a really good job, and he's been able to take care of it, um, the house for however many years. But um, once the kids are at school and you just sitting around all day, like it, 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 I could imagine it gets frustrating just coming home and seeing your wife scrolling through TikTok. Mm. Like, well, if you don't get off your ass and do something, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it is like as far as the economy is concerned, most people need to have two incomes. Like yeah. it needs to be two incomes because that them, them days of the man paying all the bills, that shit's fading like a motherfucker. But and even like say your the husband make a hundred thousand, hundred twenty thousand, hundred k shit nowadays. Just that, just that thirty thousand is like. Is cool. Yeah. You know, it may pay for some gas. It may Facts. pay certain bills. It yeah. may be some surplus money to go on vacations and do like little cool stuff. So, yeah. Just anything I, helps, I honestly. My thing is, I wouldn't have these crazy expectations of what a woman should pay, but I need you to buy all those fucking groceries. Mm-hmm. I need you to pay that motherfucking uh, high speed internet. I'm going to need you to do something. You're, yeah. not, you're not just going to be a princess sitting around here. Like, mm-hmm. if here's the thing. If I'm making millions of dollars, I don't need you to pay anything. I can pay for all If I can shit. afford everything. If I can afford everything, matter. there's no fucking problem. Mm-hmm. You know, but my thing is, is if, you know, me being the head of a household, I don't need you to 
spend all your fucking money, but you you're gonna be contributing here. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm not rich. I ain't got it like that. Yeah. You know. It, that's it, that's the that's the reality of our that niggas that have overdraft fees are like the people that need help. Like <laughs> keep their household running. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, I'm gonna need you to pay my overdraft fees. <laughs> Oh uh, man. I don't I, know I don't know what fantasy world a lot of people live in and mm-hmm. a lot of women are like I need a man if he's not making at least six figures then like we can like if he's not making 200,000 or 150,000 like nobody makes that money. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that? We're talking about the top 8%? Mm-hmm. What's that what about top 8 to the 600,000? No, not e- yeah, not even a hun- like 100 to 150,000. Uh, that might be six top six percent. It might be top three percent, honestly. My three, it might be. I might be tripping. Yeah, bro. I think six figures might be top three percent. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, because that's a you know, compared to what most people are making, that's more money than the average person. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that you know, it's crazy. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say how much I make, but the thing about it is, is there are people with degrees that don't make the money I make, and I'm not rich at all. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's people with degrees making forty five thousand dollars. It's people with degrees making sixty two thousand dollars. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's like in this economy, you know, even making around eighty thousand, you know, that's that's decent, but it's not. It's because like in America, everything's going up. Even a hundred k ain't shit. You, but also, a lot of people aren't working the amount of hours that you are. Mm. You're working like 12-hour days sometimes, sometimes mm. longer than that. Mm. Like a teacher can make 45, but they work 7 to 3, mm. and they only work in nine months out of the year. Mm. Good so, point. Good point. <clears throat> but it's, I mean, the you know, at the end of the year, the, the money's still, yeah. you know, it's still not the same. So hey, the teacher's going to start getting OnlyFans if they don't start paying them more. <laughs> That's crazy. That's Mrs. Krabobble's ass. Miss <laughs> 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 Krabobble got a fat ass. That's calm. <laughs> That'll be crazy. You open the door and your dad is over there watching their OnlyFans. Yeah. Hey, I'm in here, son. What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Stay in the kid's place. <laughs> uh, I for sure would have tried to scrap some money together to watch Mr. Bobble's uh, OnlyFans. There's some teachers I really wanted to see. Back in the day, we had a counselor when I was in the fourth grade. at I went to Hort Elementary. Mm-hmm. And I'll just, I'll just say it. I don't know what her first name was. But her uh, her name was Mrs. Tafoya. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, she was fine, dude. She worked I, for MTV. Huh? No. Wasn't there Michelle uh, Michelle Tafoya that did like I'm, MTV cribs or something like that? No, I think it was ESPN. I think. Oh, okay. I'm tripping. Yeah, but <laughs> Mrs. Tafoya um, was over at Hort. Like this is back in '95. Mm-hmm. Man, she was fine. I, as a little kid, I knew Mr. Tafoya was fine. He bad. Oh, bro, she was super fine. Yeah. I wonder if she's still like around because I had a couple teachers over the years that was some straight foxes, bro. I'm sure she still looked good for her age because you got to think how long ago. That Dude, was. that was a long time ago. Yeah. I say back then, Mr. Foya, we're talking 95. She probably was like 20. I'm going to say 26, probably. Who yeah. knows? She's uh, she was she was under 18, thirty. She was under years older. No, 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 no. She was a, a counselor, so that takes a little bit of time. She had to go to college for that. No, I'm saying like how how much older than you was she? Oh shit, I was in fifth grade, so 
I'm in fifth grade. She's a grown woman. She's probably damn near 30. 18, 18 years, years. So that means right now, she I'm 37, 47. Shit, she's probably in her 50s now. Yeah. That don't mean nothing, though, because sometimes... They still it, be looking good. Sometimes they still be looking good. Mm-hmm. And it, you, know, you know what older women tell you when they want to fuck you, but they like they kind of act like they don't want to? They be like, you're just a baby. Yeah. Like, I'll show you baby, Mr. Foy. Nah, that's the one right there. You know she want to give it up, but she like, well, you're not legal. I don't want to go to prison. Well, oh, what do you mean? When I... Oh, <clears throat> wait, you t- wait. What are we talking about? I'm talking about now. Like if I was to see Mister Foy, she's oh, in her fifties. Oh, 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 I'm 37. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I'm 37, so yeah, yeah, I'll be yeah. like, wow, we should we should go on a date sometime. She'd be like, yeah. oh, I don't know, you're just a baby. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'll show yeah. you, baby. What the fuck were you just talking about? I was talking about the same thing, but as like um, not 18 yet. Yeah, not 18. Damn, yet. motherfucker. <laughs> Maybe some teachers I'd be saying it's a little slick. These stuff. women be like R. Shelley's out here. <laughs> R. Shelley's. <Yeah. laughs> That's fucking crazy, yo. Yeah. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a, yeah. There's another teacher I had back in high school, um, Mrs. Uh, damn it, what the fuck was her name? I forgot. Forgot her last name. Mm. Uh, but yeah, she was she was hot. She was more. She was a, only twenty six. Yeah. It was a couple. There was a teacher named Miss Fitzsimmons that I thought was like cool. Oh wow! She was young though. She 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 might have. I don't even know if she was teaching there anymore. But she was like, she looked like she Ms. could be like an actress or something. Yeah. like that. Miss Harris. That was her name. Sally Harris. Mm-hmm. She was only twenty six, and mm-hmm. I was uh, seventeen. Mm-hmm. So she's not that much older. Yeah. Right now, she's forty something. That's not that crazy. Yeah, she was she was stacked, bro. Take her to BJ's. Is stacked. I'll be like, and and you know, I'll try to make her feel old on purpose to you know mm-hmm. try to bring her self esteem down. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> you were my teacher when I was only seventeen, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Harris. <laughs> we should go on a date. That's funny. Remember when you didn't want to change my grades? <laughs> you be hitting it from the back. Remember when you didn't want to change my. <laughs> you didn't want to curve my grade from a C to a B. Take this curve. <laughs> Take this curve to the left. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's nuts, man. Yeah, shout out to Miss Harris. Man. Yeah, shout out to Miss Harris. But yeah, man. Um, I yeah, we'll we'll leave it with that, man. Just look, folks. Okay, first of all, shame on these banks for literally punishing people for being poor. You mean to tell me? That you punishing me for being poor? Like, what the fuck are you? Like, that's crazy. Like, I, yeah. I've been through it, folks. I, I've been through the overdraft fees. Keith has. A lot of you have. A lot of these banks have made billions of dollars on the backs of people who are working class people or people who are poor. Shame on them. And they brought the they brought the fee from $35 to $10, but it yeah. should be $2 if we're being honest. Yeah. Y'all still going to get paid if you took $2? Yeah, that's a low key. When I seen that, I was like, I was kind of happy. I was like, dang, that's a lot less money. Like, yeah. I wouldn't mind overdrafting, you know, for ten dollars. Now it's gonna be overdraft party. Like, man, buy the bar. Fuck it. <laughs> overdraft party. It's gonna be ten dollars. <laughs> Fuck it. Buy the bar out. Y'all want something to eat too? <laughs> All right, that'll be ten dollars. Ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty. <laughs> You just overdrafting like a motherfucker. Niggas having an overdraft party. You, you a little less likely to overdraft when that shit is fucking 35 bucks. Nah, that's facts. Y'all got to take it back to 35. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas going to be going crazy out here. They going to be at Club Bricks buying, <laughs> buying sparkler bottles. You know the sparkles on it? 
And it's like, fuck it, we gonna overdraft all of this shit. Oh, uh, that's hilarious, bruh. Yeah, they gonna look at the the bank. No, nah, you know what's gonna happen? The bank gonna look at all these overdrafts for for if it was two dollars, all these overdrafts are two dollars. <throat> and they'd be like, you know what? Fuck it, we gonna have a glitch. Make it all thirty five dollars and glitch it. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga bought some condoms and some hypnotic. And some blunts. We gotta, nah, we gotta run his. The worst thing is when um, you got you you really contemplating was that last transaction worth the yeah whatever plus thirty five. Was Chipotle really worth thirty five dollar yeah. overdraft fee? Was this Pornhub subscription really <laughs> worth that? <35? laughs> <laughs> Was Pornhub premium really worth the negative thirty five dollars? <laughs> Oh, I I did I know I drained my balls, but <laughs> was it really worth thirty five dollars? Dang, that's crazy. Now I gotta wait till payday till the fucking balance comes back on there. Yeah, damn. Hmm. It's it get tricky, bro. You really gotta like maneuver around the overdraft fees when you in that yeah. negative balance. Women, I bet you, I th- I think women probably overdraft they they accounts probably the like the most recklessly. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, um, let's go to Michael's. Let's yeah. go to Hobby Lobby. Let's <laughs> go to Starbucks. Lobby. Let's go all the little cute girly places. And they go to their, oh, they go to their account and they nah. got $900 in overdraft fees. Women will for sure spend their last $5 on a Starbucks drink. And then they'll take a picture. On a latte. And then they'll take a picture of it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and they get a special memo from Bank of America. We've seen that picture on IG for the that that last cup of coffee <laughs> that was for 750 oh man yo people wild. yo people there's like a, a there's like literally a culture of people who pay who take pictures of their starbucks yeah and they really for sure yeah. it's a thing like they got their hand and they got the cup and it's like it's like a status symbol yeah it's like nike but it's coffee. the most expensive coffee i guess and people talk about brand. like People will be like, it's so fucked up, the economy, and like everything they're doing, and inflation, and nobody can live anymore. Let me get a latte double pump with um, so-and-so. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah, let me get a, a mocha latte triple. How, the way that they order to is like like the snobby uh, Starbucks culture. I don't, I don't even fuck with Starbucks at all. I've been there one time, and it was with my girlfriend back in the day. Yeah. I don't, I don't fuck with Starbucks. It's just sugary bullshit. That's facts. I don't fuck with that. And you can make that at the house. Yeah, it's just sugary diabetes. You shouldn't be drinking that shit. They have a couple, like I have, outside of like going with a girl, mm-hmm. I've maybe been like, like if I, say I'm, I used to write in Starbucks a lot, so mm-hmm. I'll get like a little uh, iced um, flavored drink or whatever, but not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I haven't been there in a while. I, I, I do, get, they do have like these uh, refreshers, which mm-hmm. are pretty good. They're mm-hmm. not, they don't have coffee in them. They're just like this fruit um, drink. So people were telling good. me about it. You'll love the refreshers there. <laughs> like, if you don't shut That's the fuck up. You. Well, you'll love the refreshments. You'll That's love the refreshments. <laughs> love it. I seen a white girl with a, uh, with a, uh, with a tattoo of Starbucks. She tripping. And I was bro. like, you got a Starbucks? People like, love coffee though. You already know what time it is. It's a real. It's, it's not real. that, bro. It's not that. It, I'm, it is. It's not. It's not. It is, but love. it isn't. Yeah, because those people. You're not going to Starbucks every day if you don't love coffee. Um, it's a cult. It's a Starbucks culture. Yes, but I'm saying Starbucks cult. Yeah, cult. Uh, but there are the, the people that are there that are ordering like some people are ordering like black coffee and are still like waiting in line. Yeah, but it's a whole like 
you know, it's a coffee. You know, those people that have like the um, the posters in their home. Like mm-hmm. um, the things I love the most is uh, my mom, my dog, and coffee. Or oh you know, those God. like type of like positive. Coffee's not even good for you, dude. <laughs> Uh, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it, there's as of addictive quality to it. Yeah, it gets you all jitt- jittery and stuff. I think d- the worst thing is it's not going to co- coffee's not necessarily going to kill you, but the reliance on it can um, it almost ruins people's emotional. Coffee behavior. has some negative effects, bro. I I, <clears throat> I I could be wrong, but last I remember, there's a downside to drinking that shit. You drinking it every day too, it could fuck you up long term. Not to mention, not to mention, like coffee or caffeine or whatever, um, it stops working. It starts to have a placebo effect because you drink it so much, it doesn't wake you up anymore. Like it, people's like, I need to wake up. I need some coffee. It's not the the like coffee will work. It's almost like working out. If you do the same workouts over and over, you start to get this. Uh, what do you call it? Um, like almost you become you adapt. You like your body adapts to. Like doing the same shit, and you don't really grow anymore. Yeah. Same thing with drinking coffee. If you drink it all the time, the effects just go away. But not really because you're addicted to it. So mm-hmm. it still has the same effect. It probably doesn't have the wake up quality to it. But you, are, when you become reliant on it, then it's just if you don't have it, then you know you'll probably be angry or right. whatever. Here are nine side <laughs> effects. To too much caffeine. Anxiety. Caffeine is known to increase alertness. Not caffeine. You have to look up coffee. Oh, I put in coffee cons. But caffeine is in coffee. Yeah, but caffeine is also, they could be referring to soda or they could be referring to Coca-Cola or something. It says uh, high blood pressure, addiction, rapid heart rate, fatigue, digestive issues. Um, um, As far as, I don't know. I know some people that drink coffee just to shit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. There's there are people that have that morning coffee and then they go straight to the toilet. They be like, yeah. So back in my day, oh, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, you just hear a blast. Some people don't even use a bathroom normal. They just have blowouts. Sometimes, like I'll go into the bathroom in the office in here, and then it just be like, it look like chocolate chips all over the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it look like cookie crisp all over the toilet. <laughs> cookie crisp. <laughs> like, Rudo commercials back in the day. Yeah. The little cookie crisp the dude was dressed up as a cop and shit. Yeah. Cookie crisp. Yeah. Yo, that's wild, bro. That's funny. I, I will say, though, that one thing um, for the listeners out there, I'm, I don't know if any of you know this, but excuse me, you can um, you can call the the customer service number and they can uh, sometimes remove those um, overdraft fees. Overdraft fees. fees. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Yeah. But if you if you probably one of the people that call too much, they'll be like, uh no, nah, nigga, we seen you at Club Bricks. You know, yeah, we can't remember. <laughs> yeah, they any look of at these. your transactions before they say, like, oh you know, I gotta check to see where certain things came from. It shows right here you paid uh forty two ninety five for a year subscription of Bang Bros. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you have subscribed to uh uh Asian uh, uh I'm thinking of a nasty <laughs> porn name. Like what's the I like I'm not gonna shame anybody for buying porn, but why would you do that? I mean, I I see the appeal of it, right? Because you do have like the free websites. 
Um, but when you pay for it, the quality is just 10, 10 X. Wow. Like four K. Yeah, you get 4K, you get the storylines, you get, you know, sometimes with the free stuff, it'd just be like, you'd be scrolling through it and it's just trash, trash, then you finally find a good thumbnail or something. Yeah, because some porn is just, uh, it's, it's not cool at all. Yeah. Like you scrolling down, you click on a video, and there's some girl with cigarette burns on her ass. Yeah. You're like, this is weird. And, and for- Hey, I think I know her. <laughs> you ever been watching porn and be like, she looked familiar. That's Miss Harris. <laughs> <laughs> I will say too, like there's a <laughs> there's like this there's a huge despair in the quality of black porn versus like other mostly oh, like white yeah. porn. So I could understand if you're a guy that's like, man, I, I want to watch more like sisters or ebony females on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the quality is so true. It'd be like homemade videos a lot of times with black girls. Just, homemade ones. Yeah, they just put their iPhone. They put their Android up. That shit being three sixty p. You gonna get this, Shanika? You gonna get this? It's just a blurry ass. Nah, I seen one. Uh, it was like a like in the ebony category or whatever, and. Um, it wasn't even like an Android phone. It was like a, a legit bootleg, and a nigga, what? a nigga walked through the screen while it was going on. No, he didn't. No, just oh my god, I'm about to say. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I bet you it's it's probably some porn that's on the internet, and they recorded it from a razor phone back in <laughs> 2005. Yo, sure. back back in the day, we thought those phones were the shit, bro. Them razor phones. I had one. I had like three. I had a gray one, a black. No, I had no. I had a gray one, a black one. That's all I had. <coughs> mm-hmm. I, I low key missed those flip. That was probably the best flip phone I Razors ever had for sure. And when you close it, it, it would snap. Like, remember the commercials though? Like it was so sleek, and they had the little three D. Hello, Motol. Like, uh, twisting around and stuff. Hello, Motol. Yeah, man. Shout out to the Razors. Yeah, them were some good phones, man. Mm-hmm. And it was a little phone, but you flip it open, bam. <coughs> It was just so dope. Like, it was. To have a razor, you was the guy. You was that dude, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember they had the this thing called the Crazer? Yes, I remember that. Crazer was trash. It was trash. They though. ran out of ideas. Yeah, they totally did. <laughs> yeah, the Crazer, they ran, they 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 dropped the ball with that one. Uh, yeah, the Crazer came out. They th- they had that shit with Boost Mobile, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had with Boost. That's funny. I'm like, this shit is... Yeah, the crazy was not the one. Yeah, no, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't the one, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, switching gears. Um, women leaving good men or leaving good relationships. Um, there's... Man, I've seen a couple stories. More recently, more viral, there was a woman that was talking about um, her, her ex-husband, um, how he was a good man. He was very supportive. He was very caring, very loving. He was everything a husband should be. But he was working. He was working long hours, and she had a job. But eventually she left him because she wanted more, like, economically, she wanted better. Mm-hmm. So she left him, mm-hmm. right? And the girl that was interviewing her uh, said, like, so it was basically, a lot, like, really the, the the finances that really made you leave. She's like, yes. And she was like, so how did he take it? He said he was he didn't take it very well. He was really hurt. And then the interviewer was like, so you broke his heart? She was like, yeah. And she started crying. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really women out here leaving good dudes. Yeah. And there was another one I seen where there's a woman on TikTok. And she basically said, like, you know, I was on a, 
on dating apps, there's a lot of men who body shame women and stuff like that. But I'm going to tell you what my ex-husband told me, and it'll, it always will stick with me. Um, she said she was bending over one day, and her stomach was kind of poking out. And, and she basically uh, said, like, what do you think about me gaining these 30 pounds? And she said her ex-husband said, I don't give a fuck that you gained 30 pounds. You're awesome. You're the mother of my child. Like, I love you. Like, and whatever, right? And then everybody was confused. Like, mm -hmm. he sounds like he was a great guy. Why would you divorce him? And then in another video, she explained why she left him. And she said that her ex-husband was a great man. He was everything she wanted, but she just didn't feel stimulated. She said she just didn't feel like she was in love with him anymore, so yeah. she left him. And she said, we need to normalize leaving good men. That's a wild statement. I swear to God. I Look. People try to normalize everything. Yo, I swear to God, this is, this is a real thing. And there was a bunch of women saying, yes, we need to normalize leaving good men. Just because they're good doesn't mean they're stimulating us. And I'm like, yo, you can't even be a good dude no more. That sounds crazy. That's fucking nuts. I was like, wow, So I feel so horrible for these guys because they literally were supportive. They were every – the other girl said that her ex-husband was <clears throat> everything she wanted in a husband, but she only left him because of finances. Wow. That's fucking crazy. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I think that some women – and we're going to get into this. I think that some women – they get bored and they'll never admit it. They get bored and the men that they marry don't have that toxic element that a lot of the men have had in their past. So when a woman has a long history of men with toxic traits, they learn to adapt to that. It becomes very commonplace. Mm -hmm. So when they finally find a dude that is respectful, that doesn't argue and shit and is not dysfunctional, women have to adapt to that type of man. They're, just, they're not just ready for a man Who's a good dude? Women, do you, do you know how many women every day fuck up good relationships? They'll never admit it. You never hear about it. It's usually always like, the man messed up and you'll never find another girl like me. But it's like, it is criminally underreported how many men get left for nothing. For nothing. And it's like, it's nothing they could do. Mm -hmm. Here's my theory, and I'll, <clears throat> I'll, I'll uh, switch it over to Keith. I think when these women get bored, and a lot of women do get bored, I think the only thing that keeps some women around is how much they they know how good their partner is and they love him, right? And I think I think anyone would get kind of, when things become a little routine, it could become a little bit boring, but the fact that that person always going to be there is something that you should appreciate. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah. these I think these women, these type of women, they're never going to be happy. Nah, never. Because... And I always say this, but I go back to that J. Cole song, Love Yours. Um, when you think about the only reason they're not satisfied is probably because they're comparing yep. their partner to what's out there in the world. Mm -hmm. And you this is this is like false sense of reality when you when you when you really look at the lands the dating landscape. Yeah. F for the most part, um, if you are a woman and you gain 30 pounds and you bend over your stomach all hanging over your pants, I would say nine out of 10 guys aren't going to give you that response. That's They're not going to say like, you know, you're the mother of my child. I love you regardless, um, whatever the case may be. Like, that's just not the normal thing. And 
<clears throat> there are a lot of people, um, and we're talking about women here, but there are a lot of women that are, I think, ruining really good relationships, and they are they're going to have to live with this for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And I think um, I was telling you this early earlier. There's a lot of people that kind of get forced into marriages. Um, they get forced into these relationships, whether it's you know social pressure, maybe it's you know they kind of they're comparing themselves to their best friend. Maybe they went to their best friend's wedding and, you know, um, they seen how everybody was coming together and how emotional it was. And it was like, man, I want this for myself. Um, but not necessarily because you want to marry this man more so because you want to have this, this ceremony or whatever. And you want to be, you, you probably want to be a wife, but you don't necessarily want what comes with it. And, um, I think a good relationship should, shouldn't be boring but it should be like it should be a smooth ride yeah Yeah, it should be like rolling down the highway you know what i mean and i think for whatever reason and this is the this is the thing that um a lot of people need to grasp i think um there's a certain lack of there's a there's a a lack of self-awareness that runs rampant in most of society right that's a fact and i think that um a lot of these women are in reality what's good for them is that guy that guy that is not causing no trouble the guy that loves mm-hmm. you the guy that says you look great you mm-hmm. you're, my, you're the father of my i mean you're the mm-hmm. mother of my my children right mm-hmm. that's the that's the guy that everyone should have in their life mm-hmm. it's good for your mental health huh? <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but that guy is good he's a real like a legit husband and yeah. father figure right um but for some reason um the, with the lack of self awareness Maybe it's due to the way they were raised and their parents was arguing all the time or maybe they're, you know, they were raised by a single mom or a single dad or whatever the case may be. A lot of times we're holding on to a lot of these toxic behaviors that we were raised by and that's what fulfills us in a sense. That There are people, there are women or men that come home. I think somebody told, somebody said this like, and I don't remember in what context, but they came through the house and it was like, I want to argue today. I feel like right. I want to like it was that type of statement. And I was like, man, that's the wildest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, but that's the type of people that are out there. There's these people that are like um, they are uh, attracted to like the toxicity. Like, it, you, you know, and those those same people that are like those same people that like I told you this on the phone. And I, I think um, it was it was pretty real is Mm -hmm. that like if that guy that perfect guy the guy that um was perfect but maybe didn't make enough money Mm -hmm. if he cheated on that girl they probably would have stayed together yeah i think we 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 talked about also how a lot of these toxic relationships is lasting longer than functional ones yes if you look at old grandma and grandpa and they're like shut up stupid you get out of here leave me alone 70 years old arguing arguing like a motherfucker yeah arguing like a motherfucker and it's it's like it's not that common anymore to see two people who are peaceful and have a fruitful relationship. Just chilling. Just chilling. I yeah. just think we've we've norm it's a norm like drama, dysfunction has become normalized behavior. Yeah. So we, people gravitate to that. You wanna know why there's a lot of women who can appreciate really decent men? It's because they are a product of not of being led by a bunch of toxic men. Yeah. So when women over a span of 15 years have been led by a bunch of toxic dudes that 
lied to them or uh, was disrespectful to them or physically abused them. And they got this long period of abuse. And then here you come with your heart all open and loving and respectful <laughs> and yeah. kind. Raised and you, right. Raised right. And you listen and all of that. She's not used to niggas like you. Yeah. That's the biggest issue. She's not used to men who are functional. And not to mention, not only that, women feel trapped when they get a good dude. Especially if they've been dealing with a bunch of dudes who ain't been shit. Now they got a dude that's good, it clicks for a woman. And it's like, yo, I can't get in an argument and run off like I used to. I can't, I can't flip out on this person and justify it. Like, I have to literally change my behavior because this is a good dude. And it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable for them because mm-hmm. they're waiting for an event. You got to realize, when you go on a roller coaster ride, what makes it exciting is not because it's going straight. Yeah. It's because that motherfucker is going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. When you make a woman's heart go like this, yeah. pussy be wet as a motherfucker. Whoa, pussy just stay wet. When you take her on a roller coaster ride. That's, even when you think about the people, <laughs> the people that get turned on by yeah. like, arguing. Yeah, it'd be women that say, he need to fuck the attitude out of me. <laughs> when I get mad, just fuck the attitude out of me. And <laughs> that's it's like, wild, that's bro. not normal. Yeah. Like, I can't. Dick we... is not therapy. Yeah, dick is not therapy, number one. And two, <laughs> we can't have peaceful sex. Yeah. That's crazy. That's wild. You know, women is dysfunctional when you're having sex and they say some shit like, bite me. <laughs> like, you want me to bite you? I'm not Hannibal Lecter. What the fuck are you? What is going on here? Yeah. Uh, what's the name? Uh, Pink Sweats had a very interesting take um, on relationships and dating and stuff. He he was like, man, I need to meet my if I'm courting her, like not obviously meet her parents. Though. Yeah, not in the not when you just going on a first date or yeah. something. But like after a while, when it's getting serious, and I know it might be something like I need to see who you was raised by. I need to see yeah. what you how you interact with your siblings and stuff like that because that's going to tell you a lot about. Yo, uh, the person you with, and even in in, in those early stages, you don't know all the ins and out of ins and outs of them. Mm-hmm. But once you start to see the parents' dynamic, and you see that they got a terrible relationship, and mm-hmm. they arguing, and they can't get along, or right. they don't know how to communicate, you're like, oh, okay, this is what I'm in store for. Yeah, well, that's true for the most part, but it's also false because you could be dating a woman who's an outlier. You could be dating a woman who had a dysfunctional upbringing, but she is the outlier and she's aware that my parents had a fucked up relationship. And since I've seen that and I don't want that, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure I'm a better person. Yeah, but some, it's, the average person is not even aware right. that they are influenced by that. That's a They're fact. They're living life. That's the thing about women. This is, this is the conversation not to say that women are bad. What, mm-hmm. What's going on over there? My uh, the chair and the arm is broken. Wow, wow. so yeah, we struggling yeah. over here. We 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 never need to buy chairs from China again. <laughs> First they COVID give us chairs. You give us fake chairs now. COVID. <laughs> Thank you, China. Thank you. You could catch me outside, China. I'm getting tired of just giving these cheap chairs. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. I, I think that this is not to say that women are bad. That's not the conversation. The conversation are is a lot of women are products of being led by wrong men. Mm-hmm. They are that a lot of women are products of being led by the wrong men. They're products of having a dysfunctional upbringing, which also affects like your family dynamic is a problem. Um, don't know how active their father or mother was in their life. That's a problem. All these things are problems. But if you're the average person does not do the work, 
to counteract that problem. So now you have a bunch of women who are in relationships and they and their last relationship was seven months ago. Now they're in a new relationship and you brought that relationship into this relationship. Matter of fact, you brought the relationship from 2009 into 2020. You mean your new boyfriend at baggage, at baggage claim. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what's funny? Most people are entering new relationships with a bunch of luggage and inside that luggage is baggage, mm-hmm. trauma, motherfucking... Um, uh, just all kind of shit, abuse, trauma, alcoholism, all kinds of shit. It's so much shit. You know, now I don't, I don't, I don't listen. Like I don't judge women when they tell me certain things about themselves. But I'm on high alert. Yeah, I'm on high alert because it's not, it's one thing as a 37 year old man that you don't do, and that is sacrifice your time. When you see a woman is not fit to be with you, you leave her alone. If you're on the same page and you just want to have something casual and you guys are both cool and consenting to that, fine. But if you want a woman and you really care about her, you need to really... Men, it's also a man's problem too. Men are a part of this problem because a lot of men have led women the wrong way and have been abusive mentally and physically. And also, as men, we need to do a better job of choosing these women. When mm. you don't have the radar to choose the right woman, it's not always her fault because she doesn't even know her faults. Mm-hmm. As a man, you need to be self-aware enough to be like, this girl is a, a problem. Yeah. I can't have this woman at my house. I shouldn't even, I can't even sleep with this woman. Her energy is too bad. Yeah. Like I need to leave her alone. I think more men need to be able to discern between the type of women that they're having in their lives. Yeah. That's also an issue. Do you know sexual energy? Yeah, but not just the sexual energy. The biggest issue, I would say the number one issue, probably the number one issue that men and women have, good men and women, is they choose the wrong people. You know how many good people are attracted to the wrong things? But I think that is true. Um, but I think also, like, people are not very honest and transparent. So um, it happens a lot where, like, people reveal themselves incrementally. Like, I think yeah. that um, that's not the norm. But I think that there is, um, like, for, for say, for example, we have a podcast, right? So, right. like, generally when we are communicating, and it, it could be in a dating situation or whatever, there's no room to really, like, uh, like, um, it's got like hamming it on, or I don't know what the term would be like, kind of like put on this facade, right? 100%. Because every week we come on here and we're talking about being broke ass niggas and overdraft fees, <laughs> but um, wah, so wah. In, in terms of like being in a you know, and say we're going to BJ's on a date or something like that, I have no. I have no uh, reservations about saying like this is the kind of car I drive because I like I talked about it. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like I, I that's like the ilk that I come from. That's not but, most people though. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like in terms of relationships, there there may be some red flags that you look for, and you know you could dismiss certain women, but there are some red flags that you. Um, there's sometimes like that you know that that person could kind of. Mm. Um, put on this persona um, uh, of being like the ideal person or like um, kind of like reserving their true emotions until they get comfortable enough with you to like 
um, start to really be be themselves. And I think that happens in, in those situations too. It, it just extends the amount of time that you have to like get out of that relationship. It doesn't, so that red, that red flag isn't presented to you on at the first date on BJ's, but it may be presented to you in a different. Uh, you're hundred percent right. You're, you're hundred percent right on that, but there's two things. There's two things that I think men and women should do. Um, one of them is like, a person hiding their persona and stuff becomes less of an excuse because I'm 37, you're 30. I think we know we've had enough experiences with people where we can see, even when we don't know specifically, mm-hmm. we can pinpoint something and say, okay, I'm watching for that again. Mm-hmm. I'm listening for that. You know what? I could tell if you're a liar if I ask you the same thing twice and you give me two separate answers. Mm-hmm. Like there's certain ways that you can tell a woman yeah. is disingenuous or she's lying or she's like trying to lead on that she's better than what she mm-hmm. is. That's one thing. Another thing is a lot of men and women don't believe in the gray area. People go straight from going on a couple of dates, now they're in a relationship. Fuck yeah. that shit. We need a gray area period. Crazy, dog. We need a gray area period where we would be having boyfriends for like two weeks. You're like, yeah. what are you like, doing? Like, no, 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 no. You <laughs> didn't take this? enough time. Yeah. First of all, shouldn't nobody even know that we're talking? Yeah. Nobody should know that we're talking at all. The only people that might know is maybe a couple of friends or maybe a few family members. <laughs> we need a gray area where it's we're exclusive and I care about you, but I'm not broadcasting you as my girlfriend. You're going to have to earn that fucking title because you're not going to make me look stupid. People be posting like they not even boyfriend and girlfriend. They be on Instagram stories already. Like, yeah, oh, that's yes. Yeah, st- cut that shit bro. out. Some people are so some people are so desperate to prove to people. I have somebody. Look. Yeah. It's almost like Valentine's Day in the fourth grade. There's, there's <laughs> some of those things make me like so uncomfortable. Oh, bro. my God. Like, take like, take some time to figure out who the fuck you're dating. Because mm-hmm. women will be like, he's such a great guy and he has a great job. But you didn't know that this nigga got 12 people buried in a basement somewhere. Yeah. You got three t- kids running around Baker Street. Yeah, he's like, I don't have no kids. But he got a kid by your, your cousin. And you don't even know it because you never took enough time to fucking know this guy. You just, you, you, you just got googly-eyed and fell for another person. Yeah. And, and people do this shit too much and... I think I'm starting to look at the things that like um that uh they're like I guess a white flag. I'm starting to like pinpoint white flags a little bit more. Like there's a certain structure to people's lives or like certain things that they do that would um allow me to think that they are like a better fit to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily with me, but just overall like you might see a therapist or you might you just have like a certain structure to your life that um, that would make you more so like um, a long term wife material. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of almost the opposite of red flags, but mm-hmm. just like the I guess the white flag kind of thing. So, but yeah, I think that I think that one of the biggest red flags and men don't talk about this at all. Me and you've talked about it. <clears throat> and like one of the red flags that women do is they almost try to coerce you into being in a relationship. Yeah. They do certain things and give you certain energy that you like you did not ask for. Yeah. Like you like as a man if I was to force that t- a certain type of sexual energy on you or you know grabbing on your thighs and stuff and you're like wait, we're not doing that. Women do it in a different way but it's highly manipulative mm-hmm. where you'll just be thinking it's something casual and then they're like, "Yeah, I think we need to go take a trip here. We should do this and do that." <laughs> and it's like, "You're trying to get me to be your boyfriend, aren't you? <laughs> You're trying to get me to do that." 
Mm-hmm. I didn't sign that contract. Yeah. I'm not a dickhead. You know, I'm not trying to use women, but I think that that's, there's certain things that, in certain ways that women will do, certain things they'll do. Mm-hmm. The problem with that, too, is like, you're not even, you're not even trying to like chill. Like, you're not trying, when we say the word chill, women interpret it wrong. Like, you just wanna fuck me? Is all you wanna do? No, I wanna chill. I wanna get to know who the fuck you are. And then proceed to do that. Yeah. Like the thing and thing about it is is I, I need to know who you are if the if a relationship's a thing. Yeah. People just literally dive into them. Yeah. Like it's literally like I meet you at some said place. We go hang out, maybe a few dates. Uh sex comes soon after that. We're hanging out a lot more, going to movies, going to dinner, going to movies, going to dinner. Now uh you update your relationship status. Uh uh, two and a half or three weeks after the initial date. That's too goddamn soon. Yeah. That's most people, though, Keith. I haven't even got comfortable yet. Yeah. I ain't even showed you I'm crazy. Yeah, you ain't even. You can't even handle my farts. Yeah, I ain't even farted in front of you yet. Bro, this is why I learned, too. Like, you, like you got to start farting on these women real soon. <laughs> you got to start farting on them, man. <laughs> One, yeah, just let it out. Just see yeah. how she reacts to it. Yeah. Yeah, she might not be able to handle it because she, she, truth be told, she is she got gas in her stomach so bad, mm-hmm. and she been holding it in the whole time. Yeah, especially if y'all went, y'all had yogurt or something. Yeah, if y'all went to like a, a frozen yogurt place and y'all chilling. Yeah, she knows she got a fart. Yeah, but she's like, mm, yeah, that's crazy. I'll probably after this. I, I actually I got a call from my mom, at, but she really got to go take a shit. Yeah, you know, she she kind of. Uh... Doing the farts, say say <laughs> say y'all on a road trip somewhere, or say y'all driving in a car together, and you playing like a I don't know like a blast album or something like that. Oh, she timing the farts on the kick drums. It's like do 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 No no, what it is when women be sneaking farts, they'll roll the window down while you driving. Like oh my god, I just love the fresh air. Uh, like, nah, it's yo. a nice breeze today. them leggings is hot as fuck yeah yeah (laughs) you know the fart is bad when it's like a pocket that kind like sometimes it'd be like a bubble almost (laughs) like say you sitting on a chair that mug like creep down your leg (laughs) you'd be like how did fart get to my ankle what the fuck oh man you'd be like gas bubble That motherfucking yeah. fart exploded in my pants. God damn it. <laughs> oh man. But nah, that's real. You gotta you gotta make sure. It's it's just it's one of those things, man, where um and I was telling you about this too. Like sometimes even a casual thing, like a friend with benefits, or mm-hmm. you know, if y'all just having sex is in, you know, friends or whatever. Sometimes a girl won't even let you smash because you're just too nice of a guy. Oh God, that oh my goodness. I've Which ta- doesn't even make it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, or yeah. I've it's been many times I've talked myself out of a lot of pussy. Mm-hmm. You'll just be like, Yeah, that's crazy. You'll be cracking jokes and just being a normal guy and they don't give it up to you because you just made them feel way too like way too like comfortable. Yeah. I won't say way too comfortable, but like they just you're just too nice, I guess. I don't know mm-hmm. what it. I don't really know how to explain it. But but that same 
I've tried it to where like I played the nice guy and then also played like the dick. And then you realize that being the dick, it kind of like gets you gets you closer to, you know, the goal, I guess. I don't and, think you were playing the nice guy. I didn't think that's who you are, but you just realized it was it was like it's yeah, it's not a role. I'm just yeah. saying like that version of myself didn't really get me anywhere and then you kind of reverse it and you you know and it, and it works in your face. I think as a as a as a good person or a nice guy, you don't have to stop being a nice guy. You just have to set boundaries. So like for example, instead of like doing the shit like back in the day, like if a chick would just hit me up or you know text me and I was just way way available like, you know, I, I wasn't playing no games. I was just straight up, oh, yeah, I'm chilling. What are you doing? So-and-so, right? When she, when women know they have that much access to you, they don't even want to fuck you. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't even like you like that no more. Mm-hmm. Now you just become, like, a bro to them. Yeah. But the men who are texting them the least, the you men who the don't give them no attention is the dude that's fucking her. That's crazy. And mm-hmm. women know this is true. There's a dude that is that wants to take you out. He's really nice. He's a really cool guy. But you look at him too serious. And it's a dude that you hoping this guy will fucking text you. Mm-hmm. You hoping this motherfucker will just look your way. He's been ignoring you. But one day he'd be like, what's up? You're like, oh, my God, David, text me. Oh, yeah. my God. Do I text him now? Or do I, do I wait a little bit? Do I wait like 15 minutes? I don't want to come off as desperate. What do I do? You know what I uh, don't care for <laughs> is like the... Um, the apology on like I haven't unless it's like a business thing right like mm-hmm. say you're doing some type of business and you're like hey sorry I didn't get back to you blah 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 but That's if it's lot. just like somebody you're talking to and they apologize like hey sorry I got um slammed with work or whatever um I'm like don't I mean one I don't care like, yeah two like don't apologize to me for like not texting me back it's because like, you're lying first I don't need I don't need that I don't need that apology. Like, you know, just respond and that's cool. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, for me, I see it like this. I feel like um, a, an, in order for anything to happen with a woman, they need to be reciprocating that same energy. So I've literally, I remember when I was in college, it was this chick. I, I was crazy about this chick. I liked her a lot. And I seen her across the campus and I text her, right? I was like, hey, what's up? I'm over here. I'm over here at the cafeteria. I just got here. This is when I was going to BC. And I look way across the campus and she looked at her phone and put it in her pocket. Damn. She looked at her phone. This is when I knew. This is when Eddie became a supervillain. Yeah, this is when That's I became origin. Story, this is when right I became there. the fucking Joker. <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna get the pussy. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. <laughs> that movie is great, by the way. Oh that yo, movie. I don't care what anyone says. I'm gonna get shit for this. Joaquin Phoenix is the best Joker ever, dude. That guy is good. Joaquin Phoenix, man, and his back is all weird and shit. I'm like, yo, I didn't know. I don't know the Joker had a crooked back, but it was like, yo, that's really his back. But yeah, he has like a disformed, like a dis deform something like is what it's back and bones and stuff yeah i was i was doing this thing i'm i'm working on this uh this little web series right and uh part of it is like this like these jarring emotions like going from angry to sad and um when i was doing it when i was acting the scene out uh like i, I get really angry and then i have to cry right um and i can cry on cue um but it takes a minute but what I realized is that when I was doing it, it was probably going to take like a good three, four minutes to actually like 
lower all of that testosterone and then be able to cry. So for Joaquin Phoenix to be like, ha, 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 and then go straight to like this stale face yeah. is amazing, you know. Yeah, say, nice. like, just to say like how difficult that is. Yeah, it's a great, great fucking film. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this to kind of end this conversation about women leaving good dudes. I think there's a fear that women have too. I think that they'll be with a good dude. And this is this is not all women, but there's a lot of women that do this fucking shit. There are women that will be with a good dude and they not really as stimulated. But what happens is when they go to the bar with their homegirls or they go out on an outing with their friends, there are men approaching her that are taller than her husband, more attractive than her husband, probably make more money than her husband. And they're approaching her. And women have a fear that they will spend their best years of their life being married to someone that doesn't stimulate them. They rather take a risk by divorcing a great dude yeah, so they could be out in the world and find a guy that they think is going to stimulate them when the only thing he going to stimulate is your pussy. I hate to say this, yeah. but ladies, if you divorce a good man and you go out into the world, you got options. You could, you got a lot of suitors. You could, fuck, you could fuck a lot of the dudes that you always wanted to fuck, but here's the issue. They're going to fuck you, and that's it. I think there's a lot of... Um... A lot of us out here that are afraid to settle. Um, yeah. And they're afraid to settle with a person that, you know, maybe they think they can get a nine, but, you know, right. the person they're dating is like a six and a half, seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that, that I think that's a huge fear for, yeah. for a lot of people. And that, that, that's in the looks department, that's in the economics right. department. Right. There you go. Um, and it's, it's, it, I had this, um, this idea, right? Like back in the um, 70s and 60s and 80s, even uh, early 80s, music, a lot of music was played live, right? Mm-hmm. And they would consider that to be like the peak of music, right? Right, like right. They had guitar players in the studio and there was no auto tune, all these different things, right? And um, there was something amazing about like the imperfections of, uh, of music. Yeah. But now today, like everything is perfect, right? Everything is in time that every single note is, is pitched perfectly correctly. Um, and there's, there's very rarely any like live music. So it's kind of comparing it to like, um, people's desire. Now I think they're like people's, People's ears are more receptive to that, like uh, like the offbeat or the the missed yeah. note here or there. And I think that's what happens, like in relationships. Sometimes something is just too perfect, mm. and they just desire this imperfections in their relationship. They mm. desire a screaming match every now and then. Yeah. They desire being yelled at. They desire like yeah. you know a little bit of you know yeah that's dysfunction true. in relationships. Yeah, the 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 fun- this, this, the dysfunction is more of a, it's a product of many years of being exposed to these toxic things and women don't even know why they are attracted to certain men like that, Mm -hmm. you know, but they feel like all these guys are toxic. And I'm thinking like all of the people that I hang around, the men that I know are not like that. Mm -hmm. They are perfectly regular functional guys. It's just the fact that you've been led by men who have not done a great job and you've used that as a metric for the type of men that are out here when that's just not it. You you know what's uh, also interesting? You kind of hinted at it earlier. Is this idea of like the guy? I think the guy, it's um, it's up to them as well to kind of see these behaviors in their woman mm-hmm. early on, 
True. Because you don't just turn into this girl that's like, oh, I'm just tired of this perfect man. There's probably some things that you've seen um, early on when you guys were in the dating phases or when yeah. you guys were in the first few months of you know being in a real relationship. Certain yeah. red flags that you've seen um, where maybe she commented on a relationship in a certain way. Yeah. You know, you know how it is. Like you, you see a podcast with Aisha Curry, and she's like, "Oh, I wish I had." You know, I wish um, other men looked at me in that mm-hmm. type of way. And y'all having a conversation in about it, and she's like, "Yeah, I completely understand what she's oh, saying." Yeah, like sometimes, like massive. I wish, this, and then you just like, "Oh, okay, this is." Oh, but yeah. you just kind of throw it to the wayside because you like we cool, we in a good relationship, we not really arguing or nothing like that. I, I think I feel really bad for women in a, in in a lot of ways. One of them is is social media has done a fucking number on women in society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it just uh, like the thing about it is, like I mentioned, women being the scared to, you know, you know, being afraid that they're going to waste the best years of their life uh, on a man who was a great guy, but he's not stimulating them anymore or he's boring or whatever. That's coming from a comparison in social media. Mm-hmm. I think a woman back in the 90s and before that really didn't have this much of a problem. But it's when you have a bunch of men on the Internet affirming you affirming your body and how you look on the internet and they're attracted to you. And when you go out, you have other men affirming you and they're attracted to you. And then you got your your homegirls are putting flame emojis under your pictures like, girl, you are so fine. And then you look at this whole world of people who are giving you attention. And, the, and you, you value that attention over a man who loves you. you when I think about that, I... In my adult life, outside of like social media, I don't even know where you run into women, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm here in this in this studio, the majority of my day. If I was like, if there was no Instagram, if there was no Facebook or nothing like point. that, like I don't even know. I see little like I see women in the elevator every now and then, mm-hmm. um, but outside of that, I don't even know. Like so, to your point, just the access. And the comparisons that you see, you see mm. the guy on Instagram that is working out a lot or the guy that's driving a nice car or the one that's career is booming or owning a business, all these things. So it's just so much, so much more um, access and so much more competition if you if you if you view it, view it in that way. But I think at the end of the day, man, like um, I would hope that everybody just learns to love what you got going on because the grass is not always greener. As much as that is a cliche, the grass is not always green on the other side. Like if you got something solid, hold on to it, man. One hundred percent. A lot of people that are waters out here. A lot of people that are divorced probably shouldn't have been divorced. Yeah, it's just that you know it's low key like a rough patch that you probably could have mm-hmm. you know dealt with, went to some therapy and, and got it figured out. Because a lot of times, like. What happens in relationships is that people, um, they therapy is cheating, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, yeah, we've seen it. They ther- the, if they say there's a little bit too much arguing or, you know, maybe your uh, partner is gaining a little bit of weight or whatever the case may be, they taking that as a hint to, like, you know, emotionally detach and then go but, cheat on some, you yeah. know, cheat with I seen an article. A woman wrote an article how cheating helped her marriage. Let's see. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah. She said that cheating helped her marriage. She said that, you know, it allowed her to, like, you know, have a change. And eventually when she decided to be faithful again, you know, that she, you know, it just gave her a change of pace. And it's like people will never admit this type of stuff, but it's crazy. Oh, before the podcast, me and Keith – 
chose to forego this, but we'll just mention it real quick. Mm-hmm. There was a woman that literally was on her deathbed, right? Mm-hmm. She was on her deathbed, and the doctor had given her nine months to live. And her and her husband, basically, her dying wish to her husband that she had been married to for 10 years was that she wanted to have sex with her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. She wanted to have sex with her ex for one last time. Mm-hmm. This is a true story. This yeah. is literally, it's, it's, it's all over the internet. And the guy was just in shock that his wife of 10 years would ask, would basically tell him that she wanted to have sex with her ex one last time. And I was like, what the fuck? It's the landscape we're living in, man. Like, yo, and we never hear these stories about women. Like, because I think it's, like I mentioned, it's criminally underreported. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when a man, a man can't keep his dick in his pants, everybody going to know it. Yeah. Everybody going to know it. Mm-hmm. You know, but nah, man. O- ultimately, I'll say this. I just think as a collaborative, we need to do better. I think that as men and women, we need to understand this idea of better that we create in our minds. It's really not. It's not out there. It's not out there. I think yeah. a lot of a lot of women that just are leaving good dudes, they're leaving them because of the idea of better. Yeah. Like the idea of, you know, uh, this other dude that's six foot, but your boyfriend, your husband's five eight. This dude's six foot. He drives a nicer car and makes more money. And you're look, and he's the guy hitting on you when you go to the bar. But you're like, no, I'm sorry, I'm married. And you're turning down so many men that are that are like, like kind of like that other dude that you really always wanted. Yeah. And it's kind of pushing you away from your own relationship. Yeah. A woman doesn't have to cheat to be done. There are women that are getting a divorce, but they already been basically checked out for seven years. years huh? Seven yeah. years, they already done been like, I just don't want, I don't love this person no more. Mm-hmm. I'm just with them. Yeah. Or you, you may have had kids and you just kind of yeah. trying to make it work till they get old enough to mm-hmm. kind of function on their own and handle a divorce or something. Yeah. That's crazy. That's just, oh man, that's terrible. Yeah. But yeah. Let me Is rest it? the restroom while you, which one are you going to do next? Uh, next, man, I'm about to move on. Oh, to the, the lady at the laundromat. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll rent the restroom. Go ahead and handle that, man. Come on in. Uh, switching gears, uh, being uh, racially oblivious. Now, me and Keith have had a brief conversation of something like this before. Um, but just yesterday, I was taking my work clothes over to the laundromat because that's where I wash my work clothes. And there's a older white woman that works at this laundromat. And she basically um, randomly just told me, how do I know if a black guy likes me? And I know this sounds fictitious, but I swear to God, I swear my right hand <laughs> that this lady literally asked me, how do I know if a black guy likes me? Mind you, this lady is like 53 years old and recently divorced. And I was just like, instead of like shooing the question away, I was curious as of why somebody would just pick me and ask me this fucking question. If you remember recently, I mentioned the lady like going off on me at the laundromat. This is the same fucking woman, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, she says, uh, how do I know if a black man likes me? And I'm thinking like, what? I was like, we're just like everyone else. Like, the, the, like we're not so culturally different that we're speaking a different language. If a man likes you, there's certain behaviors he'll display and you're, you're going to know if he does. He's like, I don't know, because, you know, I didn't grow up with black people and, you know, I don't really know what it's about. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, this is one of the issues with the world is that if you grow up in these pockets where everyone looks like you, it can hurt you when you get older. 
You know, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Mexican, whatever you are. When everyone looks like you and then you go out into the world and you are a part of this mixed like group of people, now you have to learn how to coexist. So she asked me that question and and I'm thinking like, where is this question coming from? And this is not the first odd question I've had from like a white person. And it wasn't based in racism. It was based in just being being completely fucking oblivious. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and after talking to her, she's like, yeah, I'm recently divorced. I've been split up now for like eight months. I was married for 20 years. And, you know, whatever. I'm thinking like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then she started telling me like, I know, I, I mean, I have an idea of what he wants. You know, I don't have a problem with that. So basically she wants to fuck him, Right. Yeah. So this is the thing, man, that when people are married, there's a certain part of their life. And matter of fact, it was a second marriage. Oh, yeah, you did say that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. second marriage. So I'm like, I'm starting, to, I'm, I'm starting to think like, yeah, lady, you need to just like give up on marriage now. Yeah, you strike out two times. I think you, you should be. Here's the problem. This, this, this makes my point kind of about the last thing we talked about. She was 50, she's 54 years old. And I think when people are married, they have a curious, they have like this curiousness. Mm-hmm. And... Like the curiosity comes from being in a marriage and not being feeling fulfilled, and you have all these thoughts of other people. Yeah. Like, I wonder what it's like to be with a black man or to be with a Mexican or Asian, or you start thinking about all this stuff because you never had these experiences. This is why I don't frown on women who have a whole face Mm -hmm. because at least they got that shit out the way. If you're in college and you have a whole face, I don't, I'm not gonna shame women for that because now, at least when you get older, you realize that you've had those experiences and you know what it's about. Mm-hmm. But when you're a woman that's married for X amount of years, you got all these curiosities and you're unfulfilled. And now when it's time to go out into the real world, you're like, um, how do I know if a black man likes me? <laughs> that's a wild question. You sound like a fucking teenager. Yeah. You know how odd it is being- stuck in that age you got in your first relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bro, you know how odd it is to be 37 and I'm talking to a 54-year-old woman? About how does she know if a black guy likes her? Yeah. I'm just like, I just this is what I want. I'm like, you know what? Just give him some pussy. I don't just know. Let, yeah, let that man smash. Just give him some pussy. I, I don't know what to tell you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the, if I'm asked, if I'm getting asked that question, I'm like, honestly, I'm having this conversation, but I don't have advice for you. No. Like you got much more life experience than I do. You've been in two marriages. Yeah. You know, you've been through two divorces. And, you know, I don't really have anything to offer you in the in the relationship world. Yeah. She's like, well, he has my number. I have his number. You know, um, I'm thinking like, lady, like I want to tell a lady, I just said, all I told her is be safe. Mm-hmm. Just whatever you do, just be safe. <laughs> You're a grown woman. You know what to do. Yeah. And she was like, I mean, but I, I, I. And I'm like, oh, God, I got to She just want to keep talking about it. Yeah. yeah. And then you chose me. You just ran up, walk up to a random black guy and said, how do I know if a black guy likes me? I'm like, you know what? I, I like the conversations from like non-black people that are about something relevant yes. outside of my skin color. A hundred percent. I have a Hey Arnold shirt on. So if I'm in the elevator, somebody's like, hey, you used to watch Hey Arnold back in the day? Yeah. And we have a whole you know, five-minute conversation. I love Hey Arnold. Arnold. Exactly. But sometimes when it's just like, 
hey, have you heard the new Pusha T album? I'm like, come on. Dude. Oh, my God. You just want to find anything black to connect to. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fuck, man. Don't, like, yeah. you, know, you know, here's the thing. This is what I hate, and I've had this happen with a good amount of white people, bro. And this is not to shame white people. This is just to give you background on, like, what, what we see from our vantage point as black men. Like, we'll be talking, it'll be like, a, this a regular conversation. Yeah. Not like a black guy, white guy, just a regular conversation. Yeah. And at the end, they fuck it up by doing this. She'd be like, yeah, yeah, you have a great day. They'd be like, all right, man, Black Lives Matter. Like, <laughs> like God damn, motherfucker, you couldn't just leave <laughs> and have a regular conversation? It, bro, we was chilling. Bro, there was another time I was talking to this other truck driver, bro, I swear to God. Talking to this other truck driver. And uh, we had a conversation just about, you know, not even really about politics, but just about like, how it's controlling people and this and that. And at the end, he's like, you're a working class guy. You know, we're going to be all right, man. But, but you know, hey, you have a good day. Don't forget to vote for Trump, man. I remember you said that. I was like, <laughs> God damn, motherfucker. Dude, you had to push good. this shit on me? I'm just chilling, dog. Like, I'm just chilling, man. I didn't tell you to vote for Bernie Sanders, motherfucker. <laughs> but it's just, it's one of those things, man. I think that a lot of people listening to this are going to be, some people hate, like, even the conversational race. But I think what's important about it and the reason when we talk about it, we talk about it in a way that's pretty digestible. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's someone listening. You didn't have you don't have no background of even going to really going to school with black people. Mm -hmm. ask, ask yourself this. How many black people do you have really as friends that are around you or in your house and you know their family and you're in their homes? Mm -hmm. Not very many. Also, Keith, you made this point last night. There's only we're only 13 percent of the country. Yeah. So a lot of people don't experience black people because it ain't that many of us. Yeah. Some some white people only experienced, and they could be from Bakersfield. They only experience black people through sports. Yeah. Through yeah, either through playing sports, ball, basketball, running track. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And if you're in one of those places like like fucking Oregon or something where there's hardly no black people, the only the only thing the only idea of black people you have is rap music videos and sports mm -hmm. i had a guy recently tell me uh uh it was a mechanic that used to be used to be around shout out to him i ain't gonna use his name but he said that <laughs> he, didn't, he, he didn't grow up with no black people yeah. and the only thing he knew from black people was sports and rap music he thought every black person was a rapper or they play sports that's crazy swear man. to god yeah i was just like yo this is wild it's hilarious but it's it's just so ignorant bro like but he was a kid so I don't How fault him. Huh? How old was he? No, he said he probably was like he was like eight or nine or something like that. Oh, okay. So he had never really like been around black people. Mm -hmm. So I think he went to the mall and it was some type of like concert and he said, Oh, black I got you. There. Yeah, I got you. I yeah. yeah, I get you. Yeah, that's crazy. But I, I just I was telling you this too. I was like, it's so interesting how like how we all have we all have that experience in our lives, but in different aspects, right? Like when yeah. I went to when I went to New Mexico State, there's a huge population of Native Americans there, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I never looked at Native Americans as like these aliens or something like that. I never looked at them. Do like, you play for the Redskins? Wow. No. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just never looked at them. I just looked at them as like regular people, and I'm curious right. about their culture, and I'm you know, yeah, I'm curious about like what it is for them because. Um, my roommate, he was Native American. He had an entirely different language. He had a uh, different food he ate. He had a different religion. Uh, he had. A, he was telling me like he um, he has a baby on the way. He was oh, just wow. telling me this a f like a few months ago, 
um, and part of his religion is that they can't, um, they don't, they're not supposed to know the gender of the, the baby before it's born. Um, so just little stuff like that, but I never went into that relationship or friendship like, like, um, you know, so, uh, like what's your favorite football team? You know what I mean? Or like, mm. what's your favorite baseball team? Or, you know, do you smoke cigarettes? You know, those like, I never, I just never looked at like yeah. people. In those that way. like archetype questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you know, the thing about it too is you got under, like a lot of black people that, that have this going on. Like if, if and it's back on us too, because if you're a black person, that's not around a lot of white people in your life. Cause there's some Southern States where, you could grow up basically segregated. Mm-hmm. You don't really experience like cultures outside of black teachers and black everything. And then you come to California and you just see it's a lot of white people, Latinos, whatever. And you're just lost. Mm-hmm. It, I remember uh, even back in college, like some of the, some of the uh, uh, players that played at BC on a football team, they'd be like, it's a bunch of white girls. I'd be like, bro, she's Mexican, bro. Yeah. What's what? Really? <laughs> I ain't never been around no Mexican before. man. <laughs> like, damn, amazing. bro. You don't know nobody. It's fucking yeah. nuts. Yeah. No, but I think that like when when like I've had white people say like random shit, it wasn't coming from like a race. It was coming from being oblivious and not knowing black people. Like you'll mm-hmm. just be talking, having a conversation about like truck driving or, you know, life or whatever. And they'd be like, yeah, that, that's great, man. Yeah, you're a really cool guy. Is it true that black people like coleslaw? You'd be like, <laughs> what the fuck made you ask me that question, man? <laughs> yeah, and it, it happens a lot. That's hilarious, bro. It, and it can happen with black people, too. They'll be just talking to, they'll be talking to their co-worker, Jose. They'll be like, and they'll be like, yeah, hey, Jose, so like, is your family legal here? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, like, yo. crazy. And it's like you don't need to ask these questions. I'm just, yeah. I just want people to know that. Yeah, yeah. we just we just gotta like experience cultures and yes. stuff, like assuming whatever. Right. Like when what I mean by experiencing cultures is like genuinely experiencing culture. Like I live in California, yeah. so I spend a lot of my time growing up around Mexican people, mm-hmm. like uh, like Mexican, white, mm-hmm. uh, Filipinos. Uh, shit, that's pretty much it. That's California right there. <laughs> it's you know, and when you go to like Up LA, North, you might get some more, more like more diverse Asian cultures, like Samoans. In uh, up north, like yeah, in the Bay yeah, Area. especially Sacramento. I think it's a yeah. lot, a lot of like Samoans, Polynesians, Russians, a lot of Russians out there too, and mm-hmm. uh, Sac. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that and down south for like LA, you do got some uh, uh Koreans mm-hmm. out there. You got a whole Korea town. Yeah, Korea town, China. Armenians. Town. A whole, LA Armenians. got everything. Yeah. yeah, they got everything. Yeah. yeah. But um even 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 in our own culture, there's like certain diversities that, you know, we need to just experience. Like one of my good friends, um, TJ from uh New Mexico State, like he's from Ghana. Right. And, you know, I learned a lot about Africa from him. You know what I mean? And he mm-hmm. he's kind of Telling me like dispelling a lot of stereotypes, like yeah, my friend is rich out there. He's my friend. This person is a, is a prince, and he, this person is on the money, and right. you, know, all, you know all these different things. Like we not doing bad. Like his all of his siblings are scholars and stuff like that. Like yeah, and you know, it, yeah, yeah, that's true. It, you you can experience someone's culture just by sitting back and really really caring about it. Like yeah. shout out to Nate Nate uh, Nathan Smith, man. Mm-hmm. Nate walked into the first time he had a podcast. He was walking in eating soul food. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's not because he's trying to like, like, 
uh, try to be cool in front of black people or some yeah. shit. It's just Nate, bro. Like oh, Nate, it's just him. Nate yeah. does does he hardly have he, does he have any white friends? <laughs> His brother, maybe. <laughs> everybody Thomas. is black. Yeah. Like everybody, your brother, everybody else is black. Yeah. Nate's a great guy, but he's pretty much immersed in the culture. His yeah. girlfriend's black. His girlfriend's black too. Yeah. But like, I think it's a cool thing though to really experience other people's culture and not be on the outside of it. Yeah. Like you know, um, like for us, like it'll be. Uh, a, a, a bit, let's say you cracking jokes. It's you and a Mexican guy cracking jokes, and he'll be like, "Man, you didn't put enough Dax Wave on your head." <laughs> like that's a dude that's yeah. cracking a joke on you, yeah. but it's because he knows your culture. Yeah, it's kind of like Andrew Schultz. Shout out to Andrew Schultz. I've heard Andrew crack black jokes, but the black joke it be so funny because it be gotta laugh. you just gotta laugh because <laughs> it be real. <laughs> yeah. Like one of Andrew's best friends growing up was a black guy, mm-hmm. so you can you can see how. You know, those are, but there are people in America that just don't have any fucking clue, man. Yeah. They don't have no clue. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, uh, I forgot what the page is called. I saw on Instagram, but I, you'll follow, it's like, a, um, I think it's called, I think it's called Mexicans Be Like, mm-hmm. but it's a funny page. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool page on IG, but it's only makes sense to you when you're not Mexican if you grew up with Mexicans and you know mm-hmm. what the humor is. Yeah. If you don't know what the humor is, you'd be like, I don't, I don't see what's funny about this. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't see what's very, what's what's hilarious about this. Yeah. What is Abuelita doing now? <laughs> what is that? What's, what's so funny about this? Oh <laughs> uh, man, I like tacos just like anybody else. Yeah, I, like, I love, I love tacos. I don't see the big deal. I love birria just like anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> birria. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo! I think you. Know, matter of fact, I did. You know the uh, the uh, the birria tacos from um, uh, um, El Pollo Loco, mm-hmm. bro. Those are not birria tacos. <laughs> what is it? They're birria tacos. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I thought real. they was gonna get it right. Nah, man. they didn't get it right, bro. They Damn. didn't get it right. Like. Like real birria tacos is, uh, you know, you know, obviously the taco with the cheese and grilled up mm. with the with the. Is know, it goat meat? Uh, it, it would depend. Uh, I think it. Is. Uh, I think it is. Yeah, I, I think, think it so. is. Is that or is, that, is goat meat is chivo? I think. I think I'm not no Mexican food uh, connoisseur. Not a connoisseur. I'm not an expert. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but I think it is goat meat. That's what I. That was my understanding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe it is. I don't know. I've eaten it and never questioned what the fuck. It was. <laughs> this nigga just thought it was birria. Like it was. I mean, birria was just some. Yeah, some you can thing. make it with beef too. I know I wasn't tripping, but it's mainly it's goat meat. My homie every day used to bring a burrito to work. We used to split it in half. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my homie Alvaro, man. Every day it'd be something different in the burrito. Mm-hmm. It'd be chivo or it'd be uh, uh, lengua or it'd be steak or it'd be chicken. Every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. And Alvaro would be looking for me to split the burrito in half. Yeah. He'd be Who's like, hey. cooking it for him? Huh? His mom was making him one every day. I was busting him down. Every day top, she was getting him. Every bro. day. Damn. Every day we'd be at work and then like he'd be looking for, like I'd be going somewhere like, hey, hey fool, you want to go halves on the burrito? I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Many people have eaten halves of his burrito. It is very tasty, by the way. Yeah. It'd be some moms, like some Mexican moms that like. They just cook so good, it tastes better than whatever restaurant you go. Yeah, to. And he's like, "Damn, it's fire!" It's all kind of different, different <clears throat> stuff in the burritos. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I think well, I don't know if it was in there. Uh, what he said in Spanish, like lentils, like lentejas, mm-hmm. lentejas. You know, I think it's lentils. Oh, I don't mess with those. Oh, you know? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that. Um, uh, but oh, back to the beauty of tacos. The, the the even the the soup they use over there at El Pollo Loco ain't right because mm-hmm. like usually it's the the consomme the 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 red sauce. Mm-hmm. That shit be busting when you get it from the right place. Mm-hmm. Some people make it a little watery. Mm-hmm. Some people make it a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. But you gotta have the right consistency. You gotta have the right consistency. You're gonna mm-hmm. ruin the taco, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's uh, it's so many ways to like understand someone's culture and even on the outside, bro. Like, my when it sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. There's this girl I know. Her name is Bianca. She's mm-hmm. I think she's like half Mexican. Mm-hmm. Uh, she lived out there, like where I went to school and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And there's this dog. It's like a um a, a naked Mexican dog. Really? Yeah. In the pronunciation, I'm gonna see if you could pronounce oh I, I put naked naked Mexican in all kind of porno. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. It just popped up the old stuff you already searched for. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. Let me see. Hold on real quick. See, I forgot. Hey, Arnold had that his black homeboy with the with the uh, high top. Yeah. Uh, where's the name at? Hey, Arnold. I'll just see, see if you could pronounce that that word by the Wikipedia. Was it? Oh wow! <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> and this is a Mexican. You sure it's a Mexican dog? Yeah, that's the de- that's the definition. Underneath it, it says Peruvian hairless dog. It's me- it's a oh there's another one it's, it says Mexican it's a uh, Jolo Jolo eats Kulin because I think the X is almost like saying like you ever knew somebody named Sochi mm-hmm. Sochi is it starts with an X mm-hmm. but this is with an X and it's like Jolo eats I can't even pronounce Schenectady. that. Yeah, I can't even. Wow. <laughs> Goes back to 3,000 years. Mentioned these strange hairless dogs. I think that there's, I think there's the context behind these dogs. I think that I, I, somebody on TikTok, I think they said that back, you know, back in the Mayan days, they had these dogs. Probably so, sure. Could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Uh, I'm looking at it now. Yep, origin, coated and hairless. Yeah, they look because I seen her. I seen her dog on like uh, on her story, and I was like, it looked kind of like it looked like it was a baby. So it kind of looked like a pit. But I was like, this mug is like it don't got no hair. Like, what's the deal? And I asked her what kind of dog it was, and then she text like she typed it out. And it, she sent that, and I was like, I don't know how to say that. You gotta like announce, announce that, or pronunciate that, or enunciate that to me, because I don't know what that says. Let me see here. See, I knew it. Boom. See, this is the thing. I heard somebody say this on TikTok, <clears throat> and this is why I pulled this up too. It says, it says the name of the dog, and I'm not gonna keep butchering it. Uh, God of lightning and death, or dog, has stored ancient past with a history going back more than 3,500 years. Uh, dog played a significant role in the pre-Columbian life. Yep, to the ancient Aztec and Maya. Damn it! What's up with your phone? 
it's these damn you know these pop ups they come up on there. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers don't want to give you nothing for free. They want you to subscribe to their bullshit. Yeah, subscribe now. <laughs> don't you hate them pop ups? Them pop ups when you watching porn, you be like, damn, you ruined my video. Fuck. I was just about to nut. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Hold on. Oh, you oh you got it back up. Oh, and that's not what I was. Are oh, you trying to get it to read it? Yeah. Jolette Squintley. I was close. I said Jolos. Jolette Squintley. Jolette Squintley. Yeah. Yikes. That's crazy. I was close. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I know that the X is almost like reading the name Sochi with yeah. the X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a trip, man. Yeah, words. Yeah. Um, I would just encourage people, because we went way off the rails here. I would just encourage people, man, um, don't don't live in a bubble. And if you have kids, get your kids out there with a bunch of other kids who are different than them. Yeah. I think that um, that's the um, – I was talking to – I was arguing with my brother. But it wasn't really like an argument. It was more just like a point of view, um, opposite point of views. We were talking about our little sister and how um, he was like, I guess he had been doing research, which is pretty cool. But he was doing research on like what our younger siblings can do for a living. So he was like giving my brother like this link to some website where he could be like an IT guy for uh, with like two years of school or whatever. Mm. Um, and then like how my sister can go to this nursing program and, um, you know, be done and like two years or whatever yeah. after she gets her AA degree. It's accelerated. Yep. And um, <clears throat> I was telling him, I was like, I would hope my sister, uh, I was like, that's cool, but I think she should go to like a school somewhere, whether it's Northern California, Southern California, and, yes. it does, and another state school or something. Um, because like you grow so much, like, when you're when you're just ingrained in different cultures, different cities, you just the streets look different. The people talk with an accent like it's just there's just so much growth that comes and you just learn so much about the world. Like work is fine um, and these accelerated programs are fine. But when you when you young and there's not many you don't have much stakes like you don't have, you know, a huge um, you're not paying a mortgage. You're not doing all these things like you can just experience the world and like me going to New Mexico state, like literally changed my life. Mm. Like I, I experienced so much. Like I learned a lot. I meet people. Um, shout out to my boy, Larry. Like I was literally talking to him. Shout out to Larry, man. Yeah. I was talking to him this morning. Um, my friend Khadija that I talk to regularly. Like these are, Larry was lit the other day. That was on his, uh, his friends. His, oh, no. His friends, sorry. Him, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, like I have so many like friends that I gen- like genuinely keep in touch with. Like if I touch that, and my friend TJ that I just mentioned from Ghana, like, mm-hmm. you know, these are people that I like re- communicate with regularly that are like, we have lifelong uh, bonds and stuff like that. So I think that um, like, so that's basically what I was telling her. So kind of going back to the idea of like living in a bubble, like, if you have an opportunity to just see stuff, like yeah. go, like visit, you yeah. know, places where people don't look like you, and you yeah. just like ingratiate yourself into these cultures, hundred percent. Just live, breathe you, the air out. There. You don't want to be the fifty-four year old person that says, "How do I know if a black guy likes me?" Yeah, exactly. You ain't been nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a black life, a black. If a black guy sends you the eggplant emoji, he like you. He's like, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that'd be it's crazy. just not. It's just and like you were. I think you. I don't know if you said it, but you were telling me like, um, it's not much different from anybody else. Yeah, but just regular black guys. people don't spit game different than no. Nah. Yeah, there's 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 some cultural differences. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's like it's a we're very like it's it's more nuanced than us just being a regular guy, but we're still regular guys. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, back in the day, like, one of the first black dudes to mess with, like, a white woman, mm-hmm. what if he was like, this is for slavery? <laughs> 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 they didn't give me my 40 acres in the mule. <laughs> <laughs> I could only imagine, like, how crazy an image it would be to have all these freaking, la- you know how they be having the pictures with the lashes Yeah, that's back? terrible, yeah. And he just dicking down a white girl. Oh, man. Every stroke is for every slash on his back. He's like, <laughs> I'm a got you like Massa got me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's oh, crazy. Oh, man. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, these jokes, we got to stop joking about <laughs> slavery, bro. Can't be joking about We done got Martin Luther King. <laughs> I remember you said something about Martin Luther King about, you know, how he was unfaithful to his wife. A lot of people don't know that he was uh, stepping out on his wife back mm-hmm. in the day. And a lot of people don't know that Martin Luther King had a white girlfriend before he met Coretta Scott, mm-hmm. which is nuts. Yeah. Like, I want to marry a white woman someday. <laughs> I want to create a world where I could find a white woman. <laughs> I need a woman who looked like Hillary Dove. <laughs> <laughs> I want a Becky, but my people won't accept me if I do so. <laughs> this nigga, Martin Luther King got bars, yo. Straight bars. Oh, man. Oh, man. That nigga, Martin Luther King. Shout out Martin Luther King, man. Oh, man. That's crazy. <laughs> I want a white girl named Amanda that work at Panda Express. <laughs> Oh man, that's crazy! I, it, it was this TikTok. It was this TikTok I seen. I was fucking dying, and it was these two black dudes, and like they sat down at, at the table with these two white girls, and the mm-hmm. white girls is laughing and shit. Mm-hmm. And then somebody said, "This is this is the this is the America Martin Luther King fought for." <laughs> <laughs> I was dying, bro. That nigga Martin Luther King be like, "I want a big booty sitch. I'm from 55th Street." <laughs> 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 you imagine the Martin Luther King just went into acting instead of like being an activist. <laughs> King Kong ain't got shit on me. All the most famous line. <laughs> 24 hour lockdown shoe program, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I run shit here, you just live here. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. I wonder That's if he, crazy. like, can you imagine Martin Luther King talk like that in just regular conversation? Yeah. My goodness, who ate up all the cereal? <laughs> 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 Welcome to Wendy's. How can I help you? Let me get that foe for foe. <laughs> Coretta, you better ride that dick. <laughs> <laughs> Not Coretta. <laughs> Oh man! Oh my God! You, when you be cheat, when when a guy cheats like regular, they get real disrespectful. Oh yeah! I could imagine her giving some bad head, and he like Coretta. If you don't suck this dick, another Becky will. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't start the civil rights movement for nothing. 
<laughs> you better throw that shit back. <laughs> oh, oh, man. We're going to get canceled. Yeah, this shit going to get <laughs> They're going to take this shit straight off of YouTube. This shit going to get flagged. <laughs> Dang. They're going to flag us for racism against <laughs> our, our own people. We can't crack a joke. Oh, Jesus Christ. Man. Martin Luther King, man. We love him. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. This took a... I took a long. Yeah, we gotta switch the topic. Took a bad turn. We gotta <laughs> Rest in peace, Martin Luther King, man. Yeah, we appreciate right, you, man. brother. All right, switching gears. Um, made the stallion recently. Made the stallion had an interview with Gail King, and more specifically, she asked a question um, during the interview. Uh, were you in Tory Lanes? Because for all those that need more context. Make the stallion the rapper. Tory Lanez, the rapper, had a a situation much earlier, what in twenty twenty, I believe, where it's she, been that long. Oh, it's been that long. God damn. Yeah, where she was shot in the foot, and made the stallion allegedly, cl- allegedly, and she well, no, she wasn't allegedly shot. She was shot, but she allegedly claimed that Tory Lanez had did it, and we've made it all the way to this point. And to make a long story short, she was doing an interview with Gail King. Gail King asked Meg the Stallion, were you and Tory Lanez ever intimate? And she says, intimate like sex? Like sexually? And she's like, yes, yes. Did, did you and Tory Lanez have sex? She's like, I mean, um, like we was there for each other, but like, no, I wasn't like sex. And what, trauma bonding. Huh? Their trauma bonding. Yeah, basically, I guess he said she said his her grandmother passed away, whatever. Her both of their moms had died. Yeah, that's just this is a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I if you had sex with Tory Lanez, I don't see why you would lie about it, and I can't say that she did. But it just doesn't look like she's telling the truth. But I'll say this: just because it, let's say she is lying about the sex thing, it doesn't mean she's lying about the whole conversation. He could have still shot her in the foot. Yeah, but he could have been fucking before that happened. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe she's trying to conceal the fact that she was fucking him because it would make her look less relevant to the public. Like it's the the court case is being fought in court, but it's also being fought in the court of public opinion. So if May the Stallion admits to fucking Tory Lanes, that's going to make her look less credible to a bunch of people. It, it does, but like stupid people though. Like, yeah. what is that? And there's a lot more of them than us. <laughs> I mean, it's like we know people. It, your sexual relationship or your relationship in general has nothing to do with one instance where you you could get shot or you can get punched in the face or whatever. That that, that doesn't it doesn't really you know it doesn't. I guess it. I guess as far as a lawyer goes or whatever, like you said, the court of public opinion that can make people. Um, opinion swing one way or another but um there's a way to finagle it in court where you can say like oh she's she's losing credibility because you know she had a romantic relationship with him and her feelings are all over the place and you know you could swing it that way but like i don't know why like i don't understand in the in the pause the pause is interesting like you know she said, um, and she yeah. took a, she could t- she took a cool minute to really respond she, to that question. She was thinking about that dick. Yeah. Like, um flashbacks of the them back shots. Um she thought about Martin Luther King. He was like, Give me that pussy made the stallion. There's no way 
Tory is smacking all of that ass without clap cleats. Man, because he little, too. Yeah. He got it. He, man. <laughs> Tory Lane's so little, he look like he'd just jump up on that ass. Yeah. She's supposed to, she's supposed to be like 5'10", 5'11". Yeah. Made the stallion is built for a man like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like dudes my size still look normal with Made the Stallion. Mm-hmm. You know, but Tory Lanez, that guy is like five. I think he's like five, five or something like five six. He said he five seven. Man, that's his what he forehead said. is five seven. God damn, that's crazy. You ever seen Pinky in the Brain? He had a crazy fade. Um, it was like because <laughs> he has like the patch, like the ball spot up here at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a fade. Like the fade looked clean all the way until you got right here. And oh, it was the just big like, fucking. Yeah, it just look crazy. The thing about it, dude, is like, I, like a lot of men are just super uncomfortable being bald, and it's okay, man. And mm-hmm. he was pulling off the bald though. Yeah, his head. He has a his his head is shaped pretty, you know, clean for uh for a baldy. Yeah, he just wanted hair. People it, like hair though. Hair is is cool. You can stylize it and stuff like that. Man, if you, I don't look, <clears throat> dude, I haven't had hair in quite some time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do have hair, but my hairline's fucked up. So it's like, why would I want to? Let's, yeah, let's cut my shit off, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not dealing with that. Yeah, you know, just keep, just keep a nice beard. You yeah, don't worry about that. But yeah, ultimately, I'll say this: we don't have a lot of stock invested, and this is still an ongoing case. Mm-hmm. I just, to me, I will say this: I think there's some shit we're gonna find out about Meg the Stallion that don't add up, and I think they're gonna find out some shit about fucking, uh, some shit about uh, Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez is gonna be off. Yeah, so we'll we'll find out. Yeah, I'm definitely glued in. I think that. Um this interview, I, I'm, I'm not. I don't know what the public relations team is doing. I don't understand um, why she's out here doing these kind of interviews. Um, it, 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 I don't think it did anything to help her. Um, I guess it humanizes her more, or I, I don't know. I just don't know what the point of this is. Like, because this has nothing to do with what's going on in the in the actual court. When you go to court. All that outside information, unless it's directly dealing with what's going on, you're going to do a pretrial and you're going to present all this information, and the judge is going to say, "Nope, not we're not we're not presenting that. It has nothing to do with mm-hmm. the case. Uh, objection, uh, blah blah blah. That's you. We're not. You know, you're admitting all these different things, and then the judge is going to hone it in onto what really matters with with the court case. Yeah, and that's what what's going to happen. I just don't. I just, yeah. I just don't see the play here. Um, I know there's like entities involved as far as Meg the Stallion. She signed to Rock Nation. She has certain affiliations. She was on the Grammys and, and all these different things. And um, it's it going to play out how it's going to play out. Um, I will say though, I think, like you said, I think she's, I think she's, uh, I think she's, I think both of them are lying and telling the truth all all in the same in the same thing. She obviously has bullet fragments in her foot, so. A bullet entered her foot. It just didn't pop up there. I think what the discrepancy is is how it actually got there. And if Tory Lanez did it or if, you know, maybe the gun dropped, whatever the case may be, um, we're going to find out what really happened, hopefully, and, you know, we're going to pretty much wait until the end to see, to see what's going on. Because yeah. it's a lot of people behind the scenes, you know, certain celebrities that have real opinions about the situation and people are trying to figure out like what's going to happen to Tory Lanez if he's guilty what's going to happen to Tory Lanez if he's innocent what's going to happen to Meg Thee Stallion if she's uh if she's lying on Tory Lanez and all these different things so nothing I think if 
Tory Lane's going to be completely canceled if it finds out he did anything. But if if they find out if Meg, let's let's say that Meg is lying about everything, she won't be canceled. Yeah, it'd just be another day. It'd be another day. Yeah. She's still going to be able to do her thing. People be like, we support you, girl. We love you. Yeah. This also doesn't have, <laughs> yeah, but this also doesn't have a anything to do with the overall narrative of like mm-hmm. women-men relations, right? Yeah. Because sometimes they'll take this instant and be like, see, exactly, that we should always believe what people say or whatever. It's like, no, no this is a specific incident mm-hmm. where it played out in court just how it should be. And he was found guilty or he was found not guilty, and that's how it should be. Not these are accusations and we should believe them right off the bat. That's a fact. That's yeah. a fact, Jack. But yeah. Uh, where we at, dude? Uh, almost two hours. Almost two? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's knock one out real quick. We got one more. You got Elon. Okay. Switch gears. Switch gears. Elon Musk just bought Twitter for $44 billion. Mm-hmm. Right? A um, lot of people are mad. A lot of people are, you know, happy. Um, and I don't even feel any type of way. It never stopped my day. I just was like, huh, Elon bought Twitter. All right. Is he going to turn it into Tesla? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's going to do. Twitter cars. Well, supposedly, like, his objective is to uh, have people that uh, that authenticate their account. He wants to get rid of the bots mm-hmm. because the bots are influencing a lot of the shit that's going on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And also, Twitter can be infiltrated by, like, Russian fucking uh, hackers and shit. Yeah. So he wants to get rid of that. In addition to, he believes in free speech. So he, you know... Wants to promote that now. A lot of a lot of liberal outlets or a lot of people that, uh, that are liberal uh, are afraid that they'll give Donald Trump his platform back. But here's the thing: I don't care. Give Trump his Twitter back. I don't give a fuck. He's on top of that. To, sorry to cut you off. He's also making it a private company. Right. Yeah. So the thing about it, man, is people are afraid, especially like left wing outlets are afraid that. Trump will have his platform back and he'll be putting misinformation on there. But I'll say this. There are also liberal outlets that be promoting some crazy stuff Mm -hmm. on social media Mm -hmm. and also giving misinformation about Donald Trump, about Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. you know, and if Fox News is guilty of the bullshit, too. But the thing about it, too, like, for example, with CNN, the shit they did with Rogan, do you see what they did to him, bro? CNN, (laughs) when Rogan got COVID, (laughs) Rogan had said he had mentioned he had COVID on Instagram. They took that Instagram feed and they made it grainy and they made Joe Rogan look like he was green. <laughs> you see that shit? No. I didn't oh see man, that. they put they put it all out there. They made Joe Rogan look like he was sick. Yeah. And uh, they just they they were fixated on him. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the people, like whether it's uh, uh, what's his name, was it Don Lemon? People mm-hmm. like that that will say wild shit about Joe Rogan or whatever. They still all got their platforms. Mm-hmm. Not to mention. I'm not no fan of Trump, but Twitter literally has people fucking on their platform. They have literal porn on their platform. People so you mean to tell me OnlyFans? People promoting their OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. So you mean you mean to tell me it's worse it's it's worse to to have Donald Trump than people actually fucking on the platform? Mm-hmm. Like you can't have this like selective morality of what should be on there when you got wild shit that exists on the fucking platform. Mm-hmm. You know, so 
I don't give a fuck what what Donald Trump does, bro. Yeah. Like it, I like I'm not influenced regardless of his liberals or conservative. I'm I can think for myself. So whether he's up there or not, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you know, I genuinely don't. Yeah, we also don't know what Elon Musk is doing outside of what he said he's planning on doing. That's a fact, right? the The whole freedom of speech thing is something that he mentioned, but there's other people that have these like. These uh, and that's part of podcasting. That's part of new being a news outlet. You kind of have right. to like cut, um, come to conclusions, assume certain things, right. um, which is cool. But it's just like that's that's all you mentioned is the whole you know freedom of speech thing and stuff like that. Which is like I don't know why anyone would be opposed to freedom of speech. Like it's in the um, it's in our uh, amendments, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's in it's in the constitution of like our country. It's like part of us, mm-hmm. our part of what makes America like you know one of the greatest places to live, right? I just don't understand how like you would push back on somebody that wants freedom of speech. But you're not necessarily pushing back on freedom of speech. You're pushing back on what it could mean. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody saying something that you don't necessarily agree with, or it's that pushing you don't back on your narrative. Yeah, exactly. Pushing against your narrative. Yeah, and and I also think like. Bro, it's social. It's Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's not like these people aren't. Wa- Elon Musk is not walking into your house. Elon Musk is not intruding on your you your friendships or your relationships or your your family or whatever. Like this is just a social media, bro. Like if you don't like what's going on there, then you can delete the app. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, as soon as they reactivate Trump's uh, Twitter account, he's gonna be like, Hi, "Hello, guys, I'm back." Kobe was a hoax. It was fake. Yeah. They took me off Twitter. They took my vote. St- Thank you, Elon, for bringing me back. Elon is a very fine person, very fine man. Alex uh, Alex Media said that um, Donald Trump speaks in, like, uh, bullet points or, or something. <laughs> That's hilarious. He said he'd be like, very fine, great people, fine, awesome, very fine person. He got two adjectives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nah, but yeah, it's it's just like, I think um, also a lot of this stuff is above us, right? Like when you hear about guys like Warren Buffett buying like the BNSF train uh, company, and, a player. You know, Twitter and all these huge acquisitions like um, in, uh, Facebook buying Instagram and all this kind of stuff. You're like, bro, this a lot of this is just out of our wheelhouse. Yeah, we shouldn't. I mean, we can form an opinion just because we that's what our you know our job is. I guess as podcasters, news outlets, and stuff. But some of the stuff when people are invested in it, you know, so much so like these Twitter heads or these Twitter hands or Twitter fingers, um, you got to realize like this is above you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just kind of stay in stay in your tax bracket. Yeah, stay stay taking pictures of your ass on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. That's that's <laughs> as far as you should get. Just keep taking them pictures of your ass. Yeah, it also <laughs> it also annoys me the the people that are like Elon Musk just paid forty four billion dollars for Twitter and there's homeless people walking around. Oh, motherfucker! You ain't even giving away a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yo, I seen something hilarious the other day on TikTok. I, I just got to bring it up. There was this dude, this black dude was giving this homeless white guy, he was giving him $10. Mm-hmm. And this is why I brought up race. He, he was giving the homeless white dude $10, and he's like, hey, all I need you to say is I'm pushing P. He's like, pushing what? Say I'm pushing P. And the white dude was like, I'm pushing P. And the black dude was like, that's right, you my nigga. And he's like, 
Thanks, man. You're my nigger, too. Nah. Oh, bro, that shit had me dying. What did he? What did Black dude do? Black, like the video ended like after he said that. <laughs> they probably fought. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Yeah. He said, you know, like basically he says like he's like, uh, he said, "You my nigga." He's like, "I appreciate that, man. You're my nigger too." Hey, I got people out of over the beach. <laughs> video just ended. <laughs> He didn't, you know, he but, was probably just respond like he was just reciprocating the energy. Yeah, black people got to stop this shit, though. Yeah, you got to yeah. stop, like, calling people niggas and expecting them if not. If you don't like it. Dude. If you don't yeah. like it, don't even use that word towards another culture or mm-hmm. another race if you're going to do that. Because yeah. if they hit you back with the nigga shit. But, he, but it was funny is he said that with the R, with the mm-hmm. hard R. Yeah. He's like, you're my nigga too, man. Thanks, That's man. hilarious, dog. Bro, that <laughs> shit had me fucking dying. <laughs> this would be some stuff that'd be happening, like, live on whatever world star whatever and it just don't be seeming real like i seen this thing i was just scrolling through world star randomly and um a a bear got hit by a car on the freeway and it was like loud like boom and it like rotated like 360 degrees and it just got and it and it got up and just walked into the woods (laughs) (laughs) are you fucking serious God damn! Yeah. Was it a big bear or the yeah? It was big. It was probably oh wow. Yeah, the height of it had to be like standing next to the the car. Oh my god! Yeah, for sure. I was like God, and it sounded so loud, like poof. Yeah, the bear's like, why you do me like that? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it'd be some wild stuff. Dog. Like a like if you really trip out on how massive a real large bear is Mm -hmm. like a fucking grizzly i think the grizzly bears are like nine foot no i think they're probably like eight foot nine foot or some shit Yeah, that's crazy dog. they're fucking massive man they're trying to they're having this because you know grizzly bears are extinct in california Mm -hmm. um i think the last one might have got shot in tulare county or something like that one of the last few that was ever seen and then a couple like in the riverside area but um um, they were trying to reintroduce them back into California, and they were debating on if it was a good idea or not. Because yeah. you know, there's some. Uh, I think there's some up north, and then I think there's some like still on the uh, on the east coast, yeah. in like the woods and stuff. But yeah, you know, in L.A. they have uh, these large fucking cats. I think they're cougars or something. Uh huh. Yeah, know? they were getting hit by hitting on hit on the freeway and stuff like that, huh? They were fucking attacking kids. Oh dang, I didn't hear that. Is cougars a fucking? I think it's a cougar. I think that's cougar. what cougars do. They attack younger people. These month they said some of them are fucking huge though. I'm talking about like women. Oh, that- <laughs> I'm gonna suck your dick, young man. <laughs> you a baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I was busting up with uh, I think it was uh, Xavier. He said, "Don't you hate it when you watching porn and the lady like, are you watching porn all by yourself?" <laughs> well, I start fucking dying. <laughs> oh man, that nigga Xavier T. As as much as like, I think he gonna be around for a while because he kind of finds a way to like have a new kind of character. Like the freestyles that he be doing now be so funny to me, dog. He just be doing these like little freestyles on Instagram. Be like, yo, this thing is hilarious. Yeah, he's a hilarious. Yeah, man. But um, there was a video where a guy got attacked. I think it was a pizza guy, or can't remember where it was at, but. In L.A., uh, he was out there, and the big-ass, like, that big-ass fucking cougar came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. 
And he's like, oh, fuck. Run, fool, run. Yeah. <laughs> and they, took, they took off running. Yeah. It's like, imagine if you in the, like, I don't know how far they get into Los Angeles, but I know they're in certain areas. Mm-hmm. But imagine, like, you live in the hood. Like, you live in, like, you live in Compton. Mm-hmm. And you sitting there chilling on the porch. Yeah. And the cougar just attack you. You'd be yeah. like. Yeah. Cougars be, I, think, I don't know if they. Probably, mountain, I think a cougar in the mountain lion is a different thing, right? You know what? I think it's not. It's not. I think it's. Ooh, mountain I think lions? it's mountain lions. Because it'd be mountain lions up here, uh, like in Hart Park and stuff, roaming around. I said a cougar. I could be wrong. I think it's a mountain lion. Go but mountain, I don't know if they're the same. Mountain lion. You remember the cougar, the car? Yes, I do. Yeah. Mountain lion, and it says, "Yep, mountain lion killed mauling five year old in Santa Monica." God damn. Yeah. See, it's, it's in L.A. That's sad. It's a mountain lion. Bro. These motherfuckers get big. That's so sad. Says, do mountain lions attack humans in California? With thousands of mountain lions in California, we know of only 20 attacks on humans in the last 35 years. More Californians have been killed by lightning strikes in the same period. I mean, but sometimes, what if these what if these mountain lions is like, you know, they do such a good job at fucking them up that you don't find them? <laughs> it's like, y'all niggas have no idea. <laughs> We've been dragging motherfuckers Burying in these woods. bodies. For, yeah. Been, yeah, you, 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 man, you... Go down one hill, you might see people from there in the seventies drug on them. Oh, one time I was at uh, I was walking from the Griffith Observatory, and um, I was walking, and you can it was it got it got really dark, and um, it was like when you go to the Griffith Observatory, you have to it's the Griffith Observatory is like this um, astronomy like museum, so mm-hmm. they have like different information in there and. Like it's a it's a like a sunset cool thing that goes on. You you gotta go see the sunset because it's like it's just the most beautiful thing. It looks over LA. It's a whole it's a it's a whole vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're walking down, um, and it got dark, and um, we parked so far away, and there's no light. The only light we had is like our phone. So just imagine being in the woods and pitch black and you just know there's a trail in front of you and you could see lights and stars and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and then you just hear like, Ooh, oh, no. but it was like, it felt like it was close and we can't what? see nothing. So yeah, it was, it was wild. It was the most scary. Imagine thing. if you hear that noise, like, Ooh, and then Michael Jackson, <laughs> that's crazy you were like god damn it yeah i would freak out you know that would be that'd be the craziest prank ever like if you if you have like a fake power outage you at a party Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all the lights turn off and all of a sudden like you just start seeing people like walking up (laughs) 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 have you seen the indian version of that song I don't think so. Bro, there is a video like in India mm-hmm. of like um that Michael Jackson thriller, but mm-hmm. it's like 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 a Bollywood version. Oh no, I didn't yo, see that. that shit wild, yo. I gotta check it out. Oh bro, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ever seen like those prisoners doing like the, the whole Michael Jackson dance? Uh no, well, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I think it's in like some some foreign country, but they like they line up. Oh, a bunch I of seen it's a bunch of them. Yeah, 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 man. I'm like, bro, prison in other countries be fun. Yeah, they out there, they out there having fun. They ain't got no shanks or nothing. Brittany Griner probably chilling right now. Oh, uh, working yeah. on her game. You never know. 
She yeah. in there like, I can't wait till I get back to the United States. <laughs> I'm going to dunk on these bitches. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, man. I was thinking about, uh, I don't know why I was thinking about Peter Griffin when he hit his knee right now. Uh-huh. But he was like, ah, Ah, <laughs> ah. You ever seen that video? Where I don't he, think so. Bro, Peter, hey, everybody, go to YouTube and look up like Peter Griffin hits his knee and he like for like over a minute he's like, they have this ah, weird like, yeah. Ah. That's part of like the family the guy, humor. like you just like overdoing it. Yeah. There's uh, one where Stewie is just calling his mom for like 10 minutes straight. Mommy, mama, mom, mommy, mom, mom. 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 Mom, <laughs> mommy, mama, mother, mommy, mom. He's like, yo, when mom. is this going to end? But you just dying laughing. I've heard that shit in real time, though. Little For kids. sure. Moms parents, be ignoring. Parents be blocking kids out. Yeah. Mom, mom, look what I can do. Mom, yeah. mom, I farted, mom. Look, <laughs> I farted. Look, mom. The mom. worst is when you actually need your mom. Like, your yeah. leg is broken. And you just like, mom, mom, my leg broke. Mom. And she's just ignoring you. That, that's good, baby. That's good. <laughs> mom, I'm being abducted. Mom, mom, it's R. Kelly. Mom, mom. <laughs> R. Kelly took me. Mom, I'm in his basement. <laughs> mom, he's peeing on me. Mom. <laughs> mom, what's a golden shower? Mom, mom, mommy. <laughs> Uh, oh man <laughs> yo yo speaking of r kelly it's been people with more atrocious behavior i won't say more atrocious i won't say that but I, i'll say comparable behavior and literally no one talks about him like who carl malone had a baby by a 13 year old when he was in college yeah, people got keep, her pregnant. People keep trying to like re, re rehash Bring that up, it just, but it's it's it just, it's, just, it's just, dri- it just dribbles <clears throat> down again. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. Like he literally, and they and he denied the baby, and they did a DNA test, and he was the father of of a third of a he was the father of the child from a thirteen year old girl, bro. Carl yeah. Malone, one of the best NBA players ever. Dang, that's sick, man. That's a wild story. And then his son ended up going to the NFL from that. Mm-hmm. From, from the thirteen-year-old, he and has it, another. I think he just had uh, his daughter got married or something. He was. Mm-hmm. He just recently had a a video of him that resurfaced where he was all emotional because I don't know if it was a graduation or something. I seen it, but I was mm-hmm. like, "Dang, that's crazy." Yeah, Carmelo, that's sick, man. That's straight pedophilia. <clears throat> another one was fucking Paul Walker. And when people think of Paul Walker, they think of like Fast and Furious. Like, yeah, bro, Fast and Furious, man. Paul Walker, rest in peace, dude. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> when Paul Walker was 33, his girlfriend was 16, bro. God damn. And he had multiple young girls that he was dating before that girl. And the girl was the same age as his own daughter. Wow. How was, I wonder how old the, um, the baby mom was. I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. But but Paul Walker, that was that's sick, man. You're 33 year old man, your girlfriend's 16. That's mm-hmm. fucking weird. Another one was uh, a dude from 70s show, mm-hmm. Wilmer Villarama, whatever. Mm-hmm. He was dating a lot of these girls before they were 18. Mm-hmm. Um uh Lindsay Lohan, motherfucking uh um 
damn it, the white girls are a, a pop singer. Um, I think it was Mandy Moore, I think. Mm. And then fucking uh, Demi Lovato. She wasn't 18. Mm-hmm. So it's like, dog. Man. Dude got a history of fucking underage girls. And you got Trey Songs out here. Oh, man, Trey Songs. They saying that. It's a lot of rumors going around about him. Yeah, I know. But I don't think it's underage women. Either way, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's sick, man. Mm-hmm. That's real sick. Then it was, uh, fuck. Other one was on the tip of my tongue. Oh, no, I was thinking about when I was in high school, and grown men will come up to the high school to pick their girlfriend up. Yeah. It'd be dudes like 22 years old picking up their 16-year-old girlfriend. Mm. I remember seeing that, man. Yeah. Yeah, that shit yeah, was beers. Drive, they, had a, they could drink beer already. Yeah, it'd be a dude coming up with a beard. I'd be like, oh, that's your older brother. It's like, my boyfriend now. I'm like, oh, my God. Dang. <clears throat> what the fuck? It's, I ain't going to front. There's certain cultures, and I'm not going to say what culture, but it's yeah. certain cultures that um, that they be ingrained in the family. Because, you know, some, it'd, be, it'd be on a sneak. Like, you know, yeah. the parents may not know that they're in a relationship, but some be like approving of certain certain relationships. Yeah. Back in the day, it was normal for men to have underage girls back in the day. Yeah. My uh, my grandpa is um, like seven, eight years older than my my grandma. Uh, well, she was she was she wasn't even a teenager when she had her first kid. Damn, you said she was twelve. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. That's it's super crazy. crazy, man. You know, Elvis Presley's girlfriend was fourteen. Damn, how old was he? I don't know. Uh, he probably was <clears throat> like late twenties, I think. Damn. Yeah. Watch this. It'll pull it up right now. Elvis Presley's underage girlfriend. They have a movie coming out with Elvis Presley. Really? Yeah. Elvis Presley with Priscilla Presley was bizarre to say the least. The King started dating Priscilla Presley when she was merely 14 and he was 24. Already this is an enormous red flag, one that often gets glossed over. Priscilla met Presley met Priscilla in Germany while he was serving in the military in 1959. God. I wonder damn. though I wonder if um, Come here, brother. <laughs> if it's only crazy in retrospect, right? Mm. You know, because obviously we could look at a lot of these situations in, in 2022. If somebody did that, we would be like, yo, that's crazy. But mm-hmm. like back then, obviously in the public, he holding her hand and there's pictures of them like really together. So I wonder if it would look, was looked at in the same way back then. Damn. Yeah, you never know, because back then it was a lot of times girls would be 16 and their husband would be 32. Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy. That's so, that's really crazy. Yeah, but come here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Elvis. <laughs> I'm 37. I know you're 12, but just hold on one moment, please. <laughs> I be forgetting the songs that Elvis sang, bro. It ain't nothing but a high man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! We gotta end this podcast, man. We gotta stop this shit. God damn! Oh man. Well, yeah. If you made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K. Things. We're out of here. Peace.